Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 98th episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast, the flagship podcast of thepopbreak.com. That's right. We're two weeks away from our ill-produced, horribly conceived, this is going to be a disaster 100th episode. It's the nine-person-plus Alan Eyes Moneyball Retrospective Podcast. No guest booked except for one or two. Uh, no plan, no plot. We're we're doing great, guys. It's going to be a hell of a time. But what we're doing for the first time in forever, we're going to be talking about music and only music on this podcast. It has been, gosh, since the See Here Now 2021 podcast that we talked about music and this is a subject I've wanted to talk about on this podcast for a very long time, but you know, pandemic and weird voting and weird things. It's the rock hall podcast. Yes. We are taught since the, for the first time since 2019. Yes. November, 2019, we are going to be talking about the rock and roll hall of fame nominations and potential inductees. Uh, as always, I am joined by the Neil Gerardo to my Pat Benatar. He is my reluctant best friend and even more the reluctant managing editor of this po- this podcast and this website, Mr. Al Manorino, who just shot Miss Lucy Dacus in concert live from a couch. How are you doing? I did. Well, I wasn't live from the couch. She was. I mean, you. But yeah, that was, was a, I was. I. I. I left almost immediately after getting out of the pit like this like a very old man who was like i can't see i'll just go listen to the record and uh because i apparently i listen to records and uh yeah so uh very old and yeah it was a great time excited to talk about the the rock hall uh you know inductions for 2022 uh yeah i mean al is not the oldest person on this podcast not by a long shot don't worry oh, fuck yourself bill we'll get here, bud. but when we're talking music we have to have the impresaria of music on the popbreak.com of course she is that's not a real word i don't think uh she is oh cool it is uh, she is the unofficial third host of this podcast all the way from the best coast and the west coast cat manos welcome back Hello, hello, everyone. I at some point I really wanted to make a pun, saying like "hit me with your best shot," and I, I, I was going to do just, the same. <laughs> I should have just done it here. So, but but I'm, I'm going to call out. I'm going to call out that I'm doing the pun. So yeah, hit me I, with I'm your totally best. not going to remember it until you do it. So don't worry. Of course, Cat <laughs> where sporting her father John Misty uh, sweatshirt, her son, who she saw in concert recently. Because concerts are back. Hey, go to the pop break. We covered three concerts last week. Tool, Bowling for Soup Acoustic, and Marina, formerly of Marina, <laughs> Marina and the Diamonds. You can't get more of a random pastiche of uh, coverage, if you ask me. And finally, joining us uh, for the first time, making his socially distanced debut, but not his pop break debut. No, he has written a few pieces for us in the past, done some group pieces with us, and has been on the break cast. Uh, where he has, um, the last time we talked about the Rock Hall, Kat, myself, and this gentleman spoke. Uh, he is the host of many things, so let me get his laundry list of accolades out of the way. He is the host of the Detoxify podcast, which I have been a guest on, which is a great uh, podcast about mental health. Uh, he is also the host of Radio Free Brooklyn's show called The Vibe from Mike's House. Uh, 
not as great as his old show, The Jericho Chronicles, which was a fantastic show. He also sometimes moonlights as DJ Coco Radiance. He is also the founder of Mindful Vinyl, which helps benefit the Jed Foundation. And he is uh, the former editor-in-chief of Pop Blurred. And he's one of my oldest friends. And that's not because we've known each other the longest. It's just because he's old as fuck. Mike Haliger, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Bill, next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. I don't and uh, no. also, hello, Bill. And hello, everyone. Is it me you're looking for? Oh, you <laughs> there you go. So good. That's, that's how you do it. A bitch. Oh. That is right. We've made up a lot of allusions to the nominees. We are going to be talking about all the nominees for the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And before we start, listen, every one of us here in these in this podcast, we're all grown-ups, and we know that Rock Hall is just a branding name, just like the New York Giants play in New Jersey, but they're the New York Giants. This is the Music Hall of Fame. So if you're going to make the argument or of the mindset of, but they're not rock and roll, stop listening. Just go away. You're not an adult. So, thank you. You're that is, <laughs> you're not an adult. You tell him, Bill. You listen, tell him. Like, you know, listen, what? The one other person who listens to this podcast ain't going to listen to it? Great. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to break down all the nominees. We're going to talk about our personal, really, our relationship with the artists, as well as what we think of our their chances are. I will try and give a little context to people who have been nominated previously. Uh, so let's go. We're going to start off with a first-time nominee. Of course, I'm also going to shamelessly promote, if we have covered this person on the popbreak.com at all, the first artist uh, nominated, and we're going in alphabetical order, I should say, uh, is Beck. Of course, he is a first-time nominee. Of course, the qualifications are, I believe, and anyone correct me if I'm wrong, 25 years uh, after they can be nominated, 25 years after their first release, which one of the people on this list is a I you definitely have to dig for that one, in my opinion. But Beck, of course, uh, iconic alternative artist. So, Mike, you're the guest of honor this week. Uh, your your thoughts, your relationship with Beck as an artist and not your personal one, although if you have any funny stories, please tell us. And uh, your thoughts on his shot and making a, being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, Beck is awesome. Beck is an incredibly diverse musician. He can do slow jams. He can do acoustic troubadour stuff. He can rap. He can kind of do everything. He can make love to your sister Deborah or your best friend Deborah or whoever Deborah was in that song that he did uh, on Midnight Vultures. Um, he's, I, I think, one of the most consistent artists of the last 25 30 years like if beck was to release an album tomorrow i would buy it and listen to it so uh I, i'm a big fan of beck i had loser on cd single way back when uh you know in 1994 and uh yeah i i i am 100 on team beck so you think he will be a first ballot hall of famer i think it's possible uh, I think this year is pretty stacked, so he might not get in this year, but I don't think it'll be more than five years before he is in. He also has music industry connections. I think his dad is an engineer or something like that, so he might uh, get a little nudge that way, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got in. Uh, Kat, your thoughts on uh, Senior Beck? 
uh, and his Odele. And do you think if he ends up in the Rock Hall on the first bout? Um, I also love Beck. Huge fan. I remember seeing him for the first time back in 2006. And it was such a bizarre show because the whole time on stage, he was playing in front of him. There was like a little like marionette, like puppet act situation. That was like, oh my. he, he, the, his, the marionette was of Beck and he was playing while his mar- marionette was playing. It was a lot. I was very wow. into it. Um, and I like how weird Beck is. Um, I will say I did have, I don't want to say problems with Beck for a while, but I learned that he was a Scientologist and I realized that's a personal problem for me, but I was not a fan of Beck after hearing that. Yeah. However, as recently as a year and a half ago, he says he is no longer a Scientologist. He also says he never was one, which is a lie, but it's fine. He's not anymore. So we Yay. stand back again. Yay. Um, we stand back. I've, I would be really surprised if he made it, but I'd be really happy if he made it the, this first year. I just think, like Mike said, it's it's really stacked. There's a lot of good people, and I think he will get it eventually, but I don't know if it'll happen this time. Alphonse? I love me some back. Actually, uh, pre, pre-pandemic, was able to uh, cover his show. He, uh, he did a headlining tour with uh, Cage the Elephant as support, which was a great show. Um, and I got to take photos on the popbreak.com. Did it for you, Bill. So, so awesome. I don't even Check remember. Check them out. Did it for you. Check them out. Uh, great show. Great performer. Great artist. And he is someone... It's, you know, I think it's well-deserved. I think this is like his fourth year eligible. This is his first year eligible. I'm seeing years snubbed four on this. Yeah, I mean, this is his first year nominated, but he's been eligible for for a minute. Eligible for a few years, yeah. Yeah, because Hello Gold came out. 94? Three? Hello Gold came out in 94. 94. Yeah, I mean, you know album. I'm not saying because you were in your 20s and 90s, but I'm just saying like, it's just a running joke, guys. This I actually love my I'm old. Uh, it's just he also has like this photographic memory of when stuff comes out. So that's why I, I mean it. I was working in a record store when Mellow Gold came that's out. That's why so. you have photographic memory for <laughs> and, and he's just an artist that's like it's like a lot of these artists, and I'm not gonna point fingers, but like you know, they have been themselves throughout their career. Like the Rolling Stones, I mean, I guess I'll point fingers. The Rolling Stones were the Rolling Stones from like the beginning until now like i don't think they've really changed much they just got older whereas like yes. Beck is constantly making new things he's trying different things everything sounds different from the last thing and like he's just constantly experimenting and he's like a savant and he does all his own instruments and producing and editing a lot of stuff obviously has he's got friends and, and collaborators and stuff too but like i mean you look at something like morning phase which was like a, a Grammy darling. And that's an absolutely breathtaking album. And I think you can get into the, like the rock hall or whatever, if you want to just call it the, the music hall of fame. I, I think you can just get in with that album alone. That album's so good. So, you know, I could see him getting in first ballot uh, because of, you know, how influential he's been over the years and how his, he's kind of just been a staple and he's refused to get out of um the culture, right? I remember his guest spots on uh, or guest spot on Futurama. Like I just like he's always kind of just been there, a part of my life, Beck, in some way. Even though I, if, even if I didn't know who he was, I knew who he was. 
Mm-hmm. Beck has been shot multiple times. Apparently, we shot him a few years ago with Cage the Elephant, but I remember at the second Governor's Bowl, he's one of the headliners. Yeah. Um, he's, I can see him not getting in. Why I say this is because I don't know if people really appreciate how much Beck has done. And if, like, I almost forget that he's just been this, he's just the constant. It's just like Beck, yeah. he always puts out good stuff. But he's so prolific, like he's still consistently putting out things, which is yeah. not true of a lot of these artists. Yeah, yeah. Right. last like, album was 2020 or 2019. And they all have hit songs on them or songs that make some sort of airflight. But I think we just kind of, he almost is part of the furniture of like pop culture. It's just like, he's there. It's Beck. Oh, we put out another good album. Okay. But he's not, as compared to his, uh, let's just say his, classmates uh for this for this year i don't think he's going to vault over a few people because he's back i think beck will be a next year inductee into the rock and roll hall of fame i think they're all like mike has said it's a crowded house this year and they are not nominated i am sorry. unfortunately with no crowded house which yeah, I is know. a shame because crowded house is fucking awesome well true all right um no but i mean they are good but i'm just saying like beck is that is that guy like we were talking about his the grammy darling of that record which people forget i mean that was seven uh eight years ago and people forget like beck was at the forefront of so much but it's just like oh he's back and i think we've seen in in, in years past like ll cool j for example he's fucking ll cool j but how many years was he passed over That's how influential was, was here and then he gets it when he gets in last year over in the influential artist category, not the main class. It was like kind of a like a B, like an A minus instead of an A instead of an A type deal. So like I think Beck will get. I think it, just given how stacked this year is, I think he will get passed over. It's funny because I feel like Beck. It will be like Beck gets first ballot, like like gets in, but people who like influence Beck are not in. Right. And I think that's interesting. Like, I, that's, you know, that's the way that always happens. Though. Always. Like I watched the Sparks documentary and I, I, I like millions of other people who saw it or probably hundreds of thousands because it's a documentary. Didn't know who Sparks were. I had no idea. And I'm now I'm seeing all of my favorite musicians wax poetic about this band I had never heard of. And I'm like, oh, that's where they got that sound. And that's what they why they do it this way. And I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. And they've been passed over for like. 26 years or something crazy and they're so influential um so they're to blame for your lousy taste of music it's a joke i love you that back but anyway but i'm just saying like beck you're right i gotta watch but well beck is like i'm not gonna say he's the 90s or whatever version of sparks but he has been super influential and he's just like as kat said he just hasn't left he's still doing great things he's still like has been part of pop culture he hasn't like like come and gone or had this moment and then it was gone. Like he's literally been consistent throughout um, and on the radio and I've had hits and things like that. So it's different. Like I look at a band that me and Kat love Oasis and they are super, super influential and are such a big part of the nineties, but no one is talking about them coming in. They had two like back to back insane albums. And then their third album was the highest grossing album in the UK of all time or the, or the big or fastest selling or whatever. So influential. I don't think they're going to get in for at least 10 years or maybe never. So it's just so weird the way that the, they kind of choose uh, the people for this, but we can get into that later. Yeah. I, th- I think there's, I mean, I think there's a huge difference between Beck and Oasis uh, and, yeah, and of course. you know, Beck, 
you know, in the U.S., Beck Beck has been consistently popular now uh, for 27, 28 years to a point that if you think of all the artists who were popular when Loser first hit, I feel like the only bands that are still around that have the same kind of cachet would be the Chili Peppers, Green Day and Pearl Jam. Yep. And that's that's it. Everybody else is either dead or irrelevant. Oh, Weezer. So I throw Weezer in the mix. Uh, Weezer and Weezer. Or Weezer in there. Weezer. No worries. Yeah. I don't I I I have so many thoughts on the Chili Peppers. I just I could I could go off on a very <laughs> angry why do they always talk about geography rant. But I uh do you we, know do you know they're they're not even from Are you California? talking about the city I live in? The the city of angels? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they live in Manahawken. Uh wait, they're not from California. <laughs> Uh, Ketis is the red hot chili peppers are not from California. <laughs> Ketis is from Michigan. I mean, I mean, I'll give Ketis a break because he was in point break. You know, I'll give him I'll give him a little bit of you will give him a point break. I'll give him a point break. Out <laughs> oh, of oh, pop break. Oh god, there's gonna be so many. I should just call this the Rock and Hall Puns of Plenty podcast. Let's uh let's hit him with our best shot. Uh, because we're gonna talk about Pat Benatar, and I'm gonna talk about how Cat, Mike, and I Three years ago, we're all like, she's a slam dunk to get in. Hit me with your best shot. Love is a battlefield. We're talking about all her songs. We're like, she's 100% in. Spoilers. She's nominated again this year. (laughs) Uh, So her and Neil Gerardo, because we got to get that guy in there. Um, I don't see it. It's it's a no for me, dog. I don't see Pat Benatar getting in. I think she eventually does, but if Beck isn't going to get on his first run, I don't see Pat Benatar as awesome as Pat Benatar is, and she is great. I just don't see it. I just can't see it because there's so many big times. Like there's a lot of big guns in this one, and if she's being passed over, I believe according to we're also referencing a Billboard article. This is her second nomination. Of course, there's like the weird gray area where like. We kind of had like two years like combined. Um, Mike or Pat, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of combined the two year, like 2019, to like 2020, 2021. That that class was all like kind of one in the same, right? Or no, not? they were two separate classes. Well, then I'm a dick. Uh, so <laughs> they, uh, they chose more people though. Like uh, they had like 16 nominees, but they chose seven to be inducted. Oh, okay. I knew I was reading something wrong there. So yes, a lot of research by the host, but I still don't think Pat Benatar gets in. Sadly, she's awesome. I think down the road, she will get in. I don't, I don't have any doubt she will get in one day, uh, but not this time around for me. So Al, I'm going to go with you, Pat Benatar, your relationship with uh, Miss Benatar and her music. And do you think she gets in this year? I mean, I like Pat Benatar. I think, I think, she got some great songs. My my uh, my wife was raised on a lot of '80s music because of of her mom. I was raised on a lot of '60s and '70s. So, um, you know, I think she would want Pat Benatar in more than I think anyone. But I I'm gonna say it's a no for me, mostly because uh, another act who was nominated this year, being Rage Against the Machine, um, deservedly uh, should be in the Rock Hall, and it took them. Uh, this is actually their fourth nomination. So if it took them four times, I don't see Pat Benatar coming in yet. Um, Who knew this podcast we would equate Pat Benatar and Rage Against the Machine, machine. Uh, on the same plane? They're both nominated. Well, that's true. That is true. We will get to Rage uh, much later in this podcast. Uh, yep. Mike, uh, you were 
you were at the scene of the crime three years ago. You're like, hell yeah, she's going to get in. She didn't get in. Listen, it happens. Um, do you think she has a shot this year? Um, I actually do think she'll get in this year. I okay. think there is an edict, an unspoken edict to get uh, more women artists into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is, you know, they should be doing. And uh, in the 80s, there was no female rock star bigger than Pat Benatar. Simple statement of fact. There wasn't. And a lot um, of people don't realize that. Right. Uh, the Go-Go's are in. Tina Turner's in. Pat Benatar is going to get in. Uh, you know, as far as my, I mean, my personal relationship to her music, I, I, Pat Benatar was one of the first rock artists that I was familiar with. It was Pat Benatar, then the police, and then like Queen. Um, and, uh, you know, she's got a very long list of hits. And, uh, you know, you throw in a Pat Benatar greatest hits album, and I'm going to be jamming. Uh, she's a fantastic singer. She's opera trained. She's from oh. Brooklyn. So big shout out there as well. Uh, so yeah, I and mean, she's just, I'm mean, not, you know, she, she's the real deal, uh, multiple Grammy winner, um, huge hit records, uh, love is a battlefield is an iconic video. Um, yeah. I'm just, uh, you know, I, I think, I think she'll get in this year and deservedly so. Okay. Close this out on Pat Benatar. You, you like Mike and I were like, hell yeah, she's definitely in slam dunk. Do you think this is the year for Pat Benatar? Or Pat, she's still out on that battlefield, honestly. It's oh. no respect. No, no respect to Rod here. No love. <laughs> um, I love on that Neil battlefield. I, it's Neil Gerardo. He's on her back. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I think it is? Um it Mike, it's interesting you bring up that there's kind of like this un, unspoken thing to like have more women included, which I a hundred percent think is true. But I think that there could only be so many women that they choose in a certain class. I'm, I'm doing air quotes on an audio based podcast. Um, you do there's some, there's so dumb things on an audio based podcast. Like you're fine for doing air quotes. Um, and unfortunately I think that she will be passed over again this year only because there are other women on the list who are like sexier choices. And I don't mean like that Benatar is not sexy. 100% she is, but I mean, like, she's not as sexy of a choice as some of the other women on this list. Um, but I would be thrilled to be wrong. I I think it's crazy that she's not in there as well so far. And yeah, that, that's, I don't know. I was trying to think about that. I was thinking about, like, why people choose certain people and kind of, like, the political moment and things that are going on. And I just think that there's other women who are going to get chosen ahead of her but I'm happy to be proven wrong. Speaking of a woman who is nominated once again, she, this, this artist is on her um, third nomination, Kate Bush, who we had an, a lively debate earlier, who I thought she was Kate Nash from glow. Um, uh, we did not, but Mike did also did also not know that Kate Nash from glow was also a singer in the early 2000s in the British indie rock scene. I so, knew she hey, was. I didn't know they were the same person. Well, listen, I got to win a couple times on this podcast. <laughs> Just, I, I am the least, I, I, spoiler, I am the least musically uh, inclined on this podcast. I do love music, but there's a reason these three are on the podcast and I'm hosting. So 
Kate Bush is up for her third time. Uh, Kate Bush is not a name that people know in a mainstream setting. So we're talking about like on this podcast, we're going to talk about like Dolly Parton and Eminem and Lionel Richie. Everyone knows them. And if you don't like you don't listen to music like you just don't. Uh, So but for Kate Bush, this is someone like. I'm not very familiar with her music. I'm going to be completely transparent about that. Uh, so that's why I think she's on her third nom. I think she's going to get passed over. I think she will get in eventually. She is very influential on a lot of people. If you want to talk who she influential on, go the, on the Rock Hall website. I mean, they literally talk about everyone from Bjork to – or Bjork – and Solange and Johnny Rotten and like there's so and Tori Amos and St. Vincent. Those are not like nobodies. Those are big time names in the music industry. Like, so she is very influential. I think one day she will get in, but it's going to be down the road uh, for me. That's what I think. So guys, while I go uh, give baby girl a kiss, good night, you guys talk about Kate Bush and her chance, your relationship with her music and your her chances of getting in. I'll start with you first. Right, so I'm just going to take over hosting duties because Kate Bush is a uh, just a gap in my music radar. Actually, the next two that we're probably be talking about, including Kate Bush, I just never really got a, any sort of deep dive into. Um, the second one, I just straight up don't understand. So hopefully, you guys can enlighten me on that one. But uh, yeah, um, Kate Bush. Do you guys, uh, how, how do you feel about her chances and any, 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 are you fans, any history with the artist? Let me know. Start with Kat. Um, I discovered Kate Bush when I was a teenager, simply because all of the bands I was really into referenced her. Mm. And I was like, oh, everyone's talking about this woman, Kate Bush. I've never heard of her. Let me look into it. And she's just like, I don't know. She feels like she was like the original, like weird girl making these like ethereal ethereal like great stuff like I feel like Kate Bush walked so people like Lana Del Rey could run like Uh. she laid the foundation of these like I don't know lush moody songs that just like hit a spot I mean she wrote an entire album about like her pregnancy at a time when like people were doing that like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I'm inclined to say that she might slash will get chosen this year simply because she's kind of like a musician's musician. Like the people in the industry respect her. Like uh, Bill saying that maybe she's not super mainstream, at least in the U S and I think that that's true, but I think that she is uh, a musician's musician in the same way we were talking about sparks earlier, like how sparks is like super influential, but a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know them. I feel like that's Kate Bush. And because she's been a toss up a little bit longer than someone like Pat Benatar, I think that she does have a chance of getting in. She's kind of like my fifth or sixth ish place where I think it, it could kind of go either way. And then Mike. Uh, I agree with a lot of what Kat said. Uh, the Lana Del Rey comparison blew my mind because you are totally on point with that. Um, it, she is very much like a cult artist, at least in the U.S., um, where she was like a big critical darling. 
And a lot of, I mean, you could definitely draw a straight line from Kate Bush to Tori Amos uh, to Lana Del Rey. Um, that said, I am not confident that she'll get in because she is kind of under the radar. Um, and I think that, uh, as Kat also alluded to earlier, they will go for some sexier names to bring in this year. Uh, but I'm also including Benatar as one of those sexier names. Um, you know, Kate Bush will have her time. I just don't think it'll be this year. I think she's going to be one of those people that gets nominated a ton of times before she gets in. We have seen that before. Like, um, Roxy Music was like that for a long time. Where we yeah. Roxy Music every year. Then I believe they finally got in a few years ago. Yeah. I think it might have been two or three years ago. Uh, the next band is another band who has been an outfit that has been nominated uh, multiple times. This is their third nomination. This is Devo, of course. Devo, known for the seminal hit. Whip It, of course, Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo has gone on to have a massive career uh, scoring film and television. One of his most... Rugrats! <laughs> I did not... Not the one I was going for, but... Um, that That's a, immediately came into my mind. I'm like, I, the Rugrats thing? For me, was World Tenenbaums. That was mine. Uh, but uh, he has done a ton, of course. And I mean, every every Gen X kid and Gen Y, every kid for the last 30 years could talk about Rugrats. Uh, so Devo, interesting band, like because that's a band that it, they're synonymous with New Wave in the United States, in my opinion. So hard for me to say what I'm about to say. Of like, I don't think they got a shot. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any shot they get in this year. I think they're going to be. Because, again, sexy names this year. They're that band that's going to keep getting nominated. They're super influential. I just don't see it. Um, Mike, I know you're going to disagree with me, so disagree with me. I don't disagree with you. I don't think they're going to get in. I, I think there is one new wave act from the 80s that is going to get in. Uh, but uh, I don't think Devo is it. And granted, uh, you know, Billy, you're right. Devo was super influential with it is a song that you still hear all over the place uh, today. Um, I actually just, uh, when I was out at Princeton Record Exchange, bought a Devo Greatest Hits CD. Um, and, it just had uh, one song over and over. <laughs> they have more than one song. They have more than one. I mean, Whip It was their Why only... Why are you such a hater, Al? For are some reason, man. I, we're not, we're not on me right now. Let, <laughs> well, let the man speak. Apparently, Al's got a blood feud with Devo. I don't know. <laughs> the Mother's Ball family did him wrong. So we'll get to that shortly. But Mike, continue, please. But yeah, I mean, they're a. I think maybe a little too weird in niche for the Hall of Fame. In the Billboard article, they are literally called New Wave Oddballs. So yeah, because they wore flower pots on their heads. Oh, I didn't. Ever, I didn't just. I'm today <laughs> years old when I really flower pots. I just thought they were funny helmets. For, uh, for for me, I think that's an argument of why they should 100 percent be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But yeah. They're weird. I want to know why Al hates Devo so much. Me too. Um, I I never got it. I never understood it. And I, I, I knew the one song that has been plaguing our existence forever. Wow. Um, I don't care. Jones it. over there. I think the thing that pissed me off. Um, <laughs> did a fire hydrant them. hurt you, Al? Is that what? <laughs> happened? What did Devo the do? A flower pot hurt him. The one, the one dude from Devo got married and had a 9-11 themed wedding cake. Fuck that guy. Oh, um, there you go. What does that even mean? 
Yeah, I, I'm there were towers oh. on the cake. Oh, oh, I'll show you. <laughs> no. Show me. You show me. I mean, I might. Uh, I am this. This. I'm, got, I'm googling. This got real. No, no. Quick. Yeah, just look at just Google Devo 911. Enjoy. So oh. while that's happening. <laughs> Oh. Um, yeah, I just never got it. Like I said, like I think there are so many other bands, and I think from that time too, just from that just like general time frame that are more influential that are not in. Um, we can wait on Devo, but I can see them getting in this time just to get it over with. I can care less. Fuck those guys. Okay, so so I googled this, Al. Thank yeah. you for bringing this to my attention. As upsetting as this is, and it is, I'm going to bring up something uh, just as upsetting maybe more, but just as upsetting about this wedding in which it was between the bassist, uh, Jerry Casale of Devo, who was 67 years old and was marrying a woman named Krista who was 26 years old, which is extremely Mm. alarming. Oh, extremely alarming alarming part. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of alarming things, but yeah, I just like, I just, again, it's not my cup of tea. I mean, listen, oh, I can't a, be into, apparently I can't be into Trump, everything. Apparently, there's a big Trump guy, too. So, Oh, fuck him. I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. <sighs> so this podcast is officially out on that guy and that man. Oh, did, I just way, turn, did I just turn all of you guys? In like no, a you know what? I just remember, no. too. They did CBGB Fest in the middle of Times Square, and I wrote some headline like, Devo still got it or something like that. And that guy came at me and was just like, what do you mean? We still got it. You blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, oh, that's right. I'm never going to cover you guys again. So Devo. Um, so here, here's here's my hot take. Here's my hot take. I was actually going, I was going to say this before Al even brought this up. So I was going to say this before, but in the same way that I think Danny Elfman has completely usurped and is better than Oingo Boingo, I think Mark Mothersbaugh can leave Devo behind and Mark Mothersbaugh should be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'll take that. that. Just for Rugrats alone. (laughs) For Rugrats alone also. Sorry. (laughs) Never going. One of the first bands we ever interviewed on the site was a band called Reptar. Of course, that is a, I oh believe God. that is a Rugrats reference, right? Is a Rugrats reference? Yes. Yeah, and they were pretty I've solid. seen them. Yeah. We interviewed Reptar, them. I've seen them. They opened for, uh, did they open for Matt and Kim once? That sounds what? like somebody who right? would open for Matt and Kim. Wow. That, that, that's, um, a, that's an interesting show live. Uh, but yeah, so. Mark Mothersbaugh is, is a musical genius. He's amazing. Also, his. His fingerprint is everywhere. Do you know, for example, that he handles all of the music on one of our favorite shows, What We Do in the Shadows? Love that show. Mark Mothersbaugh is everywhere. I'm watching a show. I take it back. Fuck that other guy. Yeah. We hate the other guy. Um, (sighs) I I don't think Diva will get in. Um, Not just because of based on anything we talked about here, but I just think there's other bigger people who would get in. But I would like to recommend that Mark Mothersbaugh be inducted himself at some point. I forgot Danny Elfman was in the Winko Bongo. Yes, he was. See, doesn't that tell you? Let's talk about a band that uh, that uh, Al was uh, someone was alluding to before a a new wave band that uh, 
likely is could likely get in and a much has a large much larger popularity and uh fan base than uh devo i'm sorry i'm a little shook by this whole uh, devo all these revelations uh and that is duran duran these guys were the 80s new wave scene they were the poster boys for a lot of it um come on like hungry like a wolf rio girls on film um gosh Damn it! There are so many songs they did that are so iconic. Um, it is really hard for me to figure out if they're going to get in or not. And I'll say this because they're so big, but there's so many bigger names. I could see them being pushed off a year. They're on my like they're on the cusp for me. Like I could like, yeah, they're like, I I'm going literally while we're on this podcast, like we're going to give our picks of who we think are going to get in. I am like constantly changing them. And it's like Duran Duran is the band that comes on and off constantly of being in and being out. They're great. There's so much great stuff that they have done. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they do mad world? No, that's tears for fears. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought it was them for some reason. I apologize. But anyway, they've done so many great songs. They had stuff in obviously eighties. They had some stuff in the nineties. They keep showing up and just pe- more and more people keep falling in love with them throughout generations. They're great. Um, but I, it's, I can't definitively say they're going to get in this year. Every it, it, I, th- there will be arguments made in the, <laughs> between these three that will sway me back and forth each time. So Mike, I'm going to go with you. Duran Duran, your relationship um, with their music, and do you think they're getting it? I used to have a Duran Duran board game. What? what was that? What was the purpose of that game? I literally don't remember. I was, I mean, I don't know, I was like 10 years old. Uh, and there was a Duran Duran board game, and I was like, oh, I got to have this. And I played it maybe twice. And I, I don't remember what the, I think it was to get them to a concert or some shit like that. Probably. Whatever. Um, I definitely. We're definitely going to link to that in the description of the podcast. Yes. Uh, I love Duran Duran. Um, they, I think, are going to be, uh, I think they're going to be inducted. Uh, the same way Hall & Oates uh, were never nominated. The first, the first year they got nominated, they got in. Uh, this and is the first year like, yeah. for Duran Duran. And it took them like 40 years to get in. But as soon as they were on the ballot, they got in. I think the same thing is going to happen with Duran Duran. Uh, Duran Duran has consistently released albums like no major gaps for 40 years. Um, there was recently a very well-received 33 and a third book on their album Rio. Shout out to my friend Annie Zaleski who wrote that book. Um, they have never really been out of the spotlight. You know, they started out again in the early 80s as part of like the first video. They were one of the first video bands. They won the first, I think, won the first Grammy Award for music video. Um and to this day, I mean, they've made records with Justin Timberlake. They've made records with Janelle Monet. They've made records with, uh, you know, Nile Rodgers from Chic produced some of their biggest records. They've made records kind of all over the, the, the spectrum. Um, and I do think that if one 80s new wave band, well, Depeche Mode got in last year or the year before, rather. But if uh, any new wave 80s band gets in, it's going to be Duran Duran because they're still relevant all these years later. Yeah, I want to know. I, I'm sorry if, if Kat was next, but I, I, I there's more of a question before that we get into the Duran Duran stuff or more into it. 
what is the criteria? Does anyone actually know? Because like, there's so many different factors at play. Because we've mentioned things like like consistency and relevancy, and we mentioned like influence. I think that's right? Just our, that's just our. That's just this. yeah. I mean, no, there's, no, there's I'm just no saying. Criteria. Like, no, no, I'm saying. I like, don't think general, there is like, one. There it has. There hasn't. There there can't be because popularity. We can talk about the most some of the most influential artists who are not well, not popularity because some of the biggest artists of all time are not in the rock and roll. I mean Duran Duran yeah. is commercially speaking is I mean one of popularity the amongst the the voting body. Let's well not say. even that. I mean like I'm just I'm just I guess I'm just confused. I, I'm confused. I mean that's I, I mean Al, what, what what is the criteria for the Oscars? No recent one. Nothing. Nonsense, I guess. But yeah, it will, oh no that's a lie because Kind of like the Oscars, right? There's this guilds that vote. There's this whole lead up where you're going to 70 other different awards things where you can kind of figure out like, okay, what are the best movies of the year critically based on all of these factors? Who wins this one? Who wins that? Who doesn't? Whatever. It all comes into play and you get to the Oscars and then you kind of have an idea of like who will be nominated, whatever, based on all of those things. This is just like, all right, who's up next? Uh, Foo Fighters. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, from, like, from I don't understand. I, like, what is the criteria? From what I understand, there's a, a voting body, and each year they meet up, and I think every like member of this voting body gets to kind of make their case for one band, um, and that's kind of who they decide gets gets on the ballot. Um, I, you know, I'm not an insider. I don't know specifically that that's how it works. Questlove like has alluded to it. I mean, look. I, I, I yes, you're right. I should be. Um, oh, seriously, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Questlove has kind of tried to explain it a couple of times, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that you, you get, um, you know, you're you're eligible 25 years after your first recording, meaning that Duran Duran has been eligible since 2006, and here we are in 2022, and they're just getting nominated for the first time. Yeah, which is which is yeah. asinine. It's crazy to me. Like yeah. I, I think I guess I guess like I'm just looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, and it's just giving me like anxiety because it's like this one, like Barry White, thirty four years snubbed, number of years nominated zero. Yeah, when do you go to a wedding and not hear a Barry White song? Let's talk about just like I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like let's talk about influence. Let's talk about like songs that will live forever. We're the gonna, man made a zillion of them, right? And like, we're gonna talk we're not about, talking about Barry White this podcast. Like, that's so weird to me. And we're talking about Devo. The fuck? What is <laughs> happening? We are going to talk about other people uh, who are nominated later on, and I'll just name drop them. Like, I'll just Dolly I'll Parton, my, Lionel Richie, yeah, who are it's true, who have never been guess, nominated before. It's so weird. I don't know. It's weird to me. I'll go with my quick Duran Duran. I think they should. They'll probably go in real quick, like this year, if not next. Um, influential stayed relevant forever again another band of the 80s that i it just skipped over me i i only knew the hits the thing oh, that man. i know right uh, you're gonna be like does this Mike, guy there's so many youngsters there's so many young kids on this podcast this, this kid now. even listen to music uh but he did just reference barry white so i guess i do listen to a little music so <laughs> well, anyway often talk about phoenix so i question you great lot. band anyway so my my uh Phoenix does not exist by the way without Duran Duran. Yeah, 100% that's very true. true. But Duran Duran literally said themselves that they don't exist if the sparks doesn't happen. So, like that's what I'm saying when we're talking about things, like it's just yeah. weird to me. Who does this? It's, it's strange. <laughs> I mean, there are it's people, weird. there are people there who are trying to, you know, 
course correct this. And I think a lot of people who we are seeing are, Mike, are you panning over to, for us to see the Duran Duran board game in your apartment? <laughs> no, I, I haven't had the game since I was like 11. I'm just I'm going to find that for you and get it for you for Christmas now. My uh, connection to Duran Duran is really dumb. I loved uh, one of my favorite movies is fucking Sing Street. I knew you were going to bring it up. I know you always have to. I love the movie. I love Sing Street. And um, actually, like Duran Duran is such a huge part of that movie because it's like it basically is. the inspiration for him to go start a band. And that's the whole premise of the, the of the movie yes. and it's Rio and the song's great. And I'm making my wa- wife watch Sing Street for the first time. It's taken me like a year. We have oh we God. have tickets. Like this, no, this is in the past, but we have tickets to see Sing Street on Broadway in April 2020. So no. didn't happen. And then it's gone. It, it's not there anymore. But anyway, so that part comes on and Rio comes on the music video and she starts singing to it. I'm like, you know this song? And she goes, You don't? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I don't. You guys, you guys, <laughs> your music it. gaps are incredible. Um, so where you fill each other in. Cat, close us out on Duran Duran. Should they? Do you? Well, your relationship with their music, and do you think they'll be getting it this year? Um, it's funny. I literally wrote down a note: bring up Sing Street and Al, <laughs> because Duran Duran literally. It, it's such a huge part of that movie, and oh gosh, it. I, I am a new wave bitch. We love the new wave. Okay. <laughs> And we do. Can you Everybody please get that as a t-shirt? Take. Get that as a t-shirt. You need I'm surprised that. it's not a t-shirt already. New wave bitch. <laughs> Why? Like, Why did everyone a t-shirt that says I'm a new wave bitch? All right. Yeah, 100%. We'll, let's let's just open a pop rig big t-shirt, sir, and we'll go with it. Yeah. So, Etsy account. Someone make it. Um, Duran Duran still remains like the one new wave band who is still consistently making music, who I haven't seen live yet. I don't know how this has happened. It's so irritating. I've seen like everyone else, but it's going to Simon. I'm coming. It's happening. Um, Love Duran Duran. I think it's so funny kind of like hearing all this talk about it because I, when I think of Duran Duran, I think they're so underrated. I think people have seen them as kind of like a girl group or like they're a group that a bunch of girls are, that are really into. And because Simon Le Bon was like all cute and handsome, people didn't really take them seriously. And even though they just have like hit after hit after hit, um, I initially had them on my list and then I moved them to the maybe only because uh, of, of of exactly that I feel like people know who Duran Duran is but they don't see them as like musical geniuses they see them as people who like wrote some hits 30 40 years ago and like that's it but Mike after hearing you talk about it like the some of the artists who they've worked with 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 recently I'm like oh, maybe that's not true maybe people really are kind of like waking up to Duran Duran but I don't know I feel like like compared with like Depeche Mode like edgy people are like fuck yeah Depeche Mode are there any edgy people out there being like yeah Duran Duran they're the shit I don't like, see a whole lot of difference between you really don't and Duran I mean they came out around the same time I mean they're they're both heavily electronic based. Um, I, I, you know, I think Depeche Mode's later music is a lot moodier. Um, But if you had asked 12 year old me what the difference was between Duran Duran and Depeche Mode, I'd have been like, eh, not much. Um, I always thought thought Depeche Mode was darker. Like, always. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree with that. 
Yeah, Simon the Bond's not going to be singing Personal Jesus. No. no. I mean, no. get me that recording when he does. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like awesome. if you're if you're thinking about the new wave, like, people know what the fuck is up with The Cure. They know Robert Smith is a genius. People, I mean, the, the Smiths are a whole conversation. We don't need to talk oh. about Morrissey. But, like, those groups, I think, are, like, capital R respected. I feel like Duran Duran is kind of, like, like pushed off, and they're maybe not respected as much. And um, I think you are absolutely right, Kat. It, it's largely because their fans were girls. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were on Tiger Beat. They were they yeah, were, they were, they were teen idols. And I yeah. do think that, you know, one thing that's changed over the last four or five years uh, with regard to a lot of things, with regards to music criticism and with regards uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is that artists who were seen as uh, woman-friendly or gay-friendly or black-friendly are getting mm-hmm. respected a lot more. Like, it's not just shit that straight white dudes are, are voting yeah. for anymore. Um, you know, so I think as things sort of go more in that direction, you know, I, I think Duran Duran, I think Duran Duran's going to get in. And I hope that this opens the door for fucking George Michael to get in. Uh, I mean, at some yes. Point. He, it, that's, yes. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. He's, Wait, not. he's not in. What exactly. What are you doing here? What's <laughs> happening? Al is so bad. Al's a- Evo is in. <laughs> or they're not in. in. They're nominated. Yeah, but they're not in. Like there's a big difference. It's because of Mark. I'm telling you, he Mark's Mark Mother's He's Bot is very right? I had to Google yeah. and make sure the cure were in because I was gonna Cure's be like, if they're not in, I'm gonna they, took, they, they, took, they took a minute to get in though. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the cure got in until three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it took I, them a while. Yeah, last last thing on Duran Duran is just like I think it just it's, it's a again, it's like a no-brainer. Like they are so influential. It's it's one of the only of I guess the essential new wave acts that are not in yet. That really need to be, um, yeah, probably. And yeah, I probably. think I think one and done. Therefore, one of the other going in. nominated this year. Uh, so let's get into our next nominee. It's Eminem, who I didn't know had a record that came out in 2000, uh, 1997, I should say. But here we are, because uh, it has to be twenty five years after their first record. But yeah, here we are with Eminem. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet on my end. He's a he's the slam dunk because he's the headliner. He's the guy who's gonna put eyes on the prize and super popular guy, super influential for not the best reasons, in my opinion. But he is a talented, he's a talented rapper in terms of what he could do, you know, with his voice. Uh, I'm not the biggest Eminem fan in the world, but I think he is gonna get in. So, Mike. Um, I feel like you're going to write something down on a piece of paper and show me. Uh, no. But, oh, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just taking notes. You're judging me on our friendship? <laughs> no, um, I'm just taking notes. Um, yeah, I think he's in. I mean, I'm not thrilled about it, but I mean, like, whatever. Eminem is a slam dunk. Uh, slam dunk? I, am, I think he's a slam dunk. Yes. I think he's I, unquestionably going to yeah. get in. I think he's the ratings get. Yeah. For this particular year. Um, I think that he is influential and talented and he sold a lot of records. I, on a personal level, I think Eminem is a complete piece of shit. Um, I am not a fan of the homophobia, uh, which he continues to propagate 25 years later. Um, and the misogyny. His, yes. And the misogyny. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his work has not progressed um, he's still making records about the same shit that he was making records about 
uh, in 2000. I think he has a history of uh, punching down and not just with reference to the misogyny and the homophobia, but also the people that he's talked about on records, Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys and Michael Jackson. And, you know, like he doesn't pick on people his own size. Um, Yeah, yeah, I just I like I find him reprehensible as a human being. Um, And with the exception of, I think, Lose Yourself and Stan and My Name Is, I think I've scrubbed every single Eminem song from my uh, iTunes library. Um, But you know, it's ratings and he's incredibly popular and people still like him. So he gets in. Could I, let me, and also I got to add as a hip hop fan, the fact that Eminem gets in before salt and pepper, the fact that Eminem gets in before outcast, mm-hmm. uh, it just makes like no sense whatsoever. I, yeah, I, so let me ask you about his popularity. I mean, he was late nineties, early two thousands to mid two thousand. You could not, he did anything. It was gold. Is he even as relevant or as popular as he once was, or is he just treading off nostalgia at this point? I think every album that Eminem has released has gone to number one, like literally. It says, yeah. yeah. It's been a minute since he's released one, too, I think. No, last album came out at the beginning of 2021. Yeah, I just see pandemic, man. I, I can't pay attention. Uh, <laughs> we got bigger things to worry about. Cat, um, your thoughts on Eminem and his uh, chances to get in this year? Um, I'm going to date myself significantly and I don't want, because Bill, whenever I say things like this, it makes you feel really bad and old. So please, oh, don't I don't want it you makes, to feel that it way. It makes Mike feel worse. So it's okay. Okay. Um, so bear with me. There was like a three month period in sixth grade when I was 11 years old that lose yourself was on the radio every single day is weeping at the same time when my brother picked me up from sixth grade in his pontiac firebird every day he picked me up at the same time i got in his car and lose yourself was on the radio for like a three-month period Mike, I want to, I want to, the old men need a hug right now. We need to hug each other and embrace over that 11 years old. Jesus Christ. Oh, can't help when people get born, Mike. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but yeah. Um, and I mean, Al, you'll jump in about this. I, I feel like Eminem is most influential in my generation Everyone I know who is a hip hop fan and who is a millennial or something was either a fan of Eminem, is still a fan of Eminem. It's like he's so pervasive, I think, partly because of 8 Mile and just like everything. I mean, remember D12? Like he was everywhere. He was doing everything. Yes. Yes. I was going to say also because he's white. Am I a fan of Eminem? No, no. It's you use the phrase like he punches down uh, metaphorically. And I was like, yeah, literally too, as well. Um, (laughs) Has many issues with women. And I will never forget. I don't think it was his last uh, album in 2001. Maybe it was right before that. Because I feel like it was right before the pandemic. He performed at like MTV something, or maybe it was American. He performed at something. Maybe it was the VMAs. And played a new song and everyone's like, holy shit, it's Eminem's first new song in however many years. And he started singing it and playing it. 
And I literally said out loud to everybody, oh, he's still doing the same thing. Like, it's the same shit. It is the same shit. I'm like, isn't he 50 years old and he's still rapping about the same shit? I don't know. I don't get it. But he is one of two people, I think, that that is an automatic chew-in. He's definitely getting in. Um, Jay-Z was nominated last year and it was his first year and he was in. So not that I'm comparing Jay-Z and Eminem, but I think it's a shoe-in. I think he's going to get it. Um, n- not my favorite rapper or person, but yeah, I I would be shocked if yeah. he didn't get in. I think that would be the biggest shock if he did not get in this year. But, yeah. um, I mean, I also wouldn't hate it. So, uh, Al. So you know how the Oscars are doing that, like, people's choice thing that people are getting so, like, worked up? Yeah, I think that, like, the Zach universe... Zombies movie. I, yeah, I, I think the universe, like, would, like, unanimously pick Eminem just because of how long he's been, quote-unquote, relevant, like, consistently relevant. Um, I can I can totally agree with everyone here about him not really changing much or adding a lot to the conversation in any way outside of you know going from like very childish rap to like less childish rap so less ish i guess i mean i think his style has changed and not for the better um he went from like this like really fun fast talking kind of crazy guy to like just like this weird talking kind of crazy guy to, to the point where comedians are parodying him and becoming famous and then uh, being, you know, total pieces of shit to women and uh, getting canceled, uh, hopefully for good. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was probably a fan when I was younger. Pro- I think Kat was the same age year or so apart. I forgot. Yeah, I th- maybe I'm a year older, but yeah. 91? I'm 91. I'm 90. You guys you're, you're Ryan's age. You, you don't look a day over 30. So, so, so yeah, I mean, I saw eight back. mile when I was way too young. You, you like, uh, I saw what it came I was out. in college when eight mile came out. Yes. So yeah, no. I, I was told I was to like, look no, away no, when no. he was having sex with Brittany Murphy in the middle of his job. I don't remember the plot of the movie that much, but I remember that. Cause I'm like, that's going to scar me for life. And it did. <laughs> and, it did. and he's no, also but, opening up a mom's spaghetti. Like, no, I mean, like, like again, it's it's like if we're talking about like the music hall of fame, because I think the rock hall needs to absolutely change their fucking name at this point. Well, like I said um, in the beginning, it's, yeah, it's just a for plan. sure. But if we're talking about the, the music hall of fame and we're meeting like this weird criteria, I think that we're, we're bringing up a lot influence, um, uh, mark on the culture, consistency, like things that we're kind of just like bringing up with each of these artists he hits every single one of those buckets for like better or worse like it just happens like like it's just i mean let's compare apples to oranges but duran duran i just looked it up on spotify which a lot of people use millions and millions of people they have six million monthly six million and change monthly listens if you want to guess what eminem's up to he's at 54 he's at 54 million monthly uh, listens so just Equals he's fucking popular yeah so he's popular so i think i think he gets in first it's also for the broadcast too it's just it serve people oh, to yeah see. but i mean it's i think we're all in agreement here like we know he's gonna get in wouldn't suck if he didn't get in 
for mm. sure. What but are you going to get in regardless? It's yeah, just, we know. It's, we know. It's, it's, just get do in. it now. Get it over with. Yeah, rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, yeah. Yeah. He's just. That's a thing. Uh, fuck that guy. Anyway, let's talk about the other. Let's talk about someone who makes good music. Uh, so let's talk about uh, a, another new wave band that's that's nominated for, I believe, the first time. So I think uh, this is the second time. Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll let me double verify. Uh, yes, this is the second time for them. It, it's the Eurythmics. Shit, the Eurythmics. Sorry. Uh, of course, one half the the Eurythmics is Annie Lennox, who went on to have a, an illustrious solo career of her own. Um, I think they're getting in. I know it's the second time, but I think it's like, I think, yeah, I think they're going to get in because, goddamn, they are super influential. Annie Lennox. I mean, I know her solo career shouldn't count towards Eurythmics, but it will. And I think they're very influential. I think. They're an iconic new wave band. It's uh, them and Duran Duran not being in is just like, like ridiculous at this point. So I think they do get in. They are highly, I think they're a highly influential uh, duet and sweet dreams is a, is a banger. And I fairly certain the Eurythmics didn't, and I'm not just saying any Lennox did it, uh, but yeah, it's, it's an all timer. So it's like, I think, I think Eurythmics gets in second, second time around. Mike, your rhythmics, your relationship with the music, and do you think they're getting in this time? Um, Annie Lennox is one of my favorite singers of all time. She's great. Uh, she has an incredible voice. Uh, I am a fan of the rhythmics. Uh, I don't think they get in. I think it's going to come down to a choice between Duran Duran and your rhythmics, yeah. and Duran Duran's going to get it. Um, I, in terms of popularity, I, your rhythmics window was much shorter than mm-hmm. Duran Duran's was. Yeah, and, uh, you know, while Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart both went on to do yeah. interesting or great, I mean, Dave Stewart's a, a legendary producer, worked with Bob Dylan and Mick Jagger and and, and uh, Daryl Hall and a bunch of, of great musicians. Um, I, I don't know that they get in. I feel like they're, you know, this is heavy on the A's and your rhythmics are kind of a B. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. That's, that's my take on it. Kat, Eurythmics. They make it this year in your relationship with the music. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Mike. I think it would be shocking if in the year 2022, we had two new wave bands <laughs> inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It would be amazing, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think if people have to choose between Duran Duran and Eurythmics, they're going to choose Duran Duran. Um, just because Duran Duran has been making music longer and are, you know, still performing and doing stuff. Um, I mean, I love them. I feel like I hear the Eurythmics and I'm just like transported to like a very specific time and place. And I mean, Annie, just what an icon, but there's so many great women in the eighties who were just like doing music and they were all like weird and fucking cool. And she was one of them. And yeah, I think one day it'll happen, but I don't think it'll happen this year. Again, because it's so stacked with some people who are obvious shoe-ins, unfortunately, like Eminem. But yeah, I love them. Al, Eurythmics, take us home on them. Yeah, pretty much agree with with both uh, both of you guys. I I don't have a connection to them 
at all. I, I you know it's weird. I really do like '80s music too. I just I, I know I'm I'm sounding like this like out of touch. Just 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 woke up and discovered music, but I really don't like. But like I don't know. Maybe maybe because all of these songs remind me of like watching Cartoon Network in the middle of the day and seeing. Um, ads for like cd collections of like best of the 80s <laughs> and like, it's like and i would just hear these snippets of songs so many times that i'm like i like when i have the ability to listen to this music at any time with the press of a button i'm never gonna listen to this song because i've heard the 15 seconds of sweet dreams are made of this 70 million times while watching dexter's laboratory so I think I don't know. I just there's not there's uh, no connection for me. People are gonna just love these answers. By the way, no, they're I, not. I think there are plenty of gaps in my music knowledge. We just happen to like not be talking about those gaps right now. This is like <laughs> shit that I really care about. We might but, be hitting so. it with the next one, and that is yeah. Judas fucking Priest, who has been nominated, Christ, probably like forty seven times already. Uh, they Judas Priest has been nominated. Uh, oh shit, I went to the wrong article there. Hold on, Ju- Judas Priest apparently has been nominated for three times. It feels like a million. Uh, there's no shot in hell they're making it. I love Judas Priest. Rob Halford is one of the great voices in heavy metal, but as we've seen, at how long it took both Kiss and Black Sabbath. Uh, to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, despite millions of records and how influential they were, they're not getting in. Not this year. And it's going to be a while before they do. I mean, it's sad. Like, Priest is highly influential. Halford's still doing it and still killing it. Um, An iconic human being in music. But, nah, we're not going to go with him. Let's fucking Eminem in but I mean like I understand also why he'll get it but I mean Priest ain't getting in so Kat is Judas Priest one of your musical uh, gaps uh yes they are I had to <laughs> google I had to google Judas Priest songs to make sure that I've heard You've definitely them. heard at least one I know who they are yes but I'm afraid to even use this phrase it might be offensive but I'm not really into hair metal they're not hair. um Okay, okay. So, hair metal is more like uh, Cinderella, Poison. Okay, These guys okay. are just like, would just be like, like 80, if you want to say they're like 80s metal, like that, that works. Okay, okay. Um, I respect what they're doing. Not for me. It was a moment in time. And. So respectful. We, and we love it, but not for me. Um, and no, I don't think that they're getting in. If only because. Judas Priest come from an era of rock and roll that I think a lot of people don't necessarily look back on fondly or with any kind of reverence, I would Mm. think. And if people do have reverence for that time, they're not going to choose Judas Priest. They're going to choose the other bands. That are already in. Yes. But yeah, I I see that. But I think Priest Priest has been around and they're still doing it. They're still like, like Halford is in. Mike, correct me wrong. He's in his seventies now, or like probably in late sixties. Late sixties. Um, came out in the metal community, which was a big like shocker to a lot of people. Although, if you listen to any Judas Priest song, you're like, how could you not see it? Uh, but it was it was not something that people did, and it was 
and he he took a stand and that's one of the most metal things you can do man and it's just like mm-hmm. breaking the law you got another thing coming living after midnight huge okay. songs yeah. they're, they're those are revered in the metal community but i just gave away it was the metal community yeah like people will know breaking the law because they've heard it at a game or they heard it on a commercial but it's not something i think people who like rock music in a mainstream setting are going to be like, oh yeah, choose priest. You know what I mean? As they would black Sabbath or kiss. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, think I, I feel like, unfortunately, if you were to hear a Judas priest song now in a movie or on TV or something, in my opinion, I feel like it would be used ironically. Yeah, it would. It would not be used seriously. No, it would. I, just, not. I feel like there just isn't like a level of respect for groups like that when maybe there should be. That's just my opinion. I could totally be wrong. Somehow. Uh Mike, Judas Priest. You think they're getting in? Uh I don't th- initially I had a yes, and now I'm a no. I think they just kind of missed the grade here. Um, I, everything you said is correct. Judas Priest is, uh, you know, when you talk about metal, like real metal, um, they're kind of the beginning of that kind. It's, you know, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and, uh, you know, those type of bands. Um, you know, Rob Halford, as you mentioned, is a fucking icon. Um, one of the first out rock stars uh, ever. Um, and I was hoping, I looked up his age, he's 70. I was hoping that he was still 69 so I could say Rob Halford is 69. Um, uh, <laughs> you sophomoric son of a bitch. That's why Indeed. I love Indeed. Um, and I do think that they, I actually also just made a note to actually buy a Judas Priest greatest album on CD. Um, but, uh, yes. Um, but, uh, again, I think we're so stacked this year. It's not going to happen for them. I don't think Maiden's in the, in the rock hall either. No, they've been nominated before, but yeah, they're, they're not even on the ballot. Someone get Iron Maiden and Judas Priest into the rock and roll hall of fame. I mean, it took the, it took Sabbath forever. Like, right. it, it's going to be forever for them. I can see them if, falling. If off. Iron Maiden's not in, yeah, Judas Priest should not be in either. Yeah, yeah. I, that I agree with for sure. Yeah. Uh, Alphonse, uh, Judas Priest. I know you're a big metal guy, um, so let me let me hear your thoughts on this. Judas Priest fucking rocks. <laughs> I feel like you're lying to me. I've seen Judas Priest live. I still feel like you're lying. Not. I'm not. I saw him at the Isa Center. They opened up uh, Steel Panther. Opened for them. Oh, well, there you go. There we go. What if that Pop Rick's house band, Steel Panther? That's right. Um, Judas Priest was awesome. They still are awesome. Um, and you guys have brought up every reason why they should be in, in terms of just like, I guess, longevity and influence. And also because he's, you know, the, the lead singer has become an icon in, in that instance. And rightfully so. I'd love for them to get in. I think if they got in, I'd be super happy with it. Um, I Alfred just did speech some, would be phenomenal, by the way. I, like, true. I did some math though. They formed in 1969. So this ah, is actually there you go, Mike. 69. Oh god. So it's 53 years since they were formed. However, their first album was in 74, their mm-hmm. debut album. Oh, um, man. meaning we're two years away from the 50th anniversary of that album. That would be so I could see. Two okay. years from now, um, hopefully everyone's still with us. They are getting they are getting up there in age. Um, it'd be great to honor them now while they're still here. But if they can wait two years 
and uh, I think it would be great to coincide with the the debut album. So I also feel like they were want to see them in there. They were the inspiration for the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. I believe right. Yeah, right. Because the whole thing was there was a like Halford left and a fan took over uh, Ripper Owens and or great name. What a name. Tim Ripper Owens or Collins. I can't remember. And then, of course, that's like the Mark Wahlberg character takes over for the Dominic West character in in Steel uh, Steel Dragon. Yeah. And they have the song Blood Pollution, which is great. That's a great, terrible movie. Great soundtrack. That movie is one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen it like five times. I I can't stop watching it. Zach Wilde is the guitar player. Yeah. it's But the music is fucking great but timothy spall like oscar nominated timothy spall is like their manager such a oh my god the movie ends with him like finding his own voice which is just becoming kurt cobain i'm like that's not your own voice and that's not what happened to the dude in the movie uh, in life i should say real Uh, quick real quick because we were mentioning you guys were mentioning iron maiden and you were saying if iron maiden's not in Judas Priest shouldn't be in. Iron Maiden's debut was in 1980, six years after Judas Priest's debut album. Oh, wow. So, and, and they're actually and a different singer. Not correct. Not and different. Iron Maiden's only has been nominated. I'm sorry, Iron Maiden has only been nominated one year once. Um, 18 years eligible. Judas Priest is 23 years eligible, and this is their third nomination. So, interesting. Uh, just can't wait for Pantera to get nominated, guys. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I know. I've seen some of them. 14 left. years. They've been eligible. Uh, the next artist list. is, uh, I'm glad the hosted as much research as you did, is Fela Kuti. Now, some people might not know this artist, but there was a Broadway musical uh, based on his life. I know Brooklyn Bowl has done a number of Fela shows and there has been some tours of his music that have gone national is a highly influential uh, musician. He's on my list to get in this year. I believe this is the second time around every year. If you look at the rock hall list, there's, Oh, thanks. Al. There's always a Rand. There always is an under the radar not, not to music heads, but to the mainstream audience. There's always an under radar. One year was the meters, which if you don't know the meters, fucking go listen to them. They're amazing. Uh, the Paul Butterfield blues band was one. That's always my rando one. I take. I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? Um, and, you know, don't put Judas Priest in, but put the ball, Paul Butterfield blues band in. Please. Thank God. Thank God for his 20 fans um, and his parents. Um, who were dead, obviously. But Fela, to me, I think... Um, Mike, you mentioned this on our last podcast. It's the Quest Love effect. He helped get Hall and Oates in on their first ballot. You talked about his influence on Janet Jackson. I think I think his influence will help Fela get in because he is uh, a hugely influential uh, musician to the world of rock, to the world of punk, uh, blues, so many things. So, um, Mike, I mentioned you four times already. So, do you think Fela? You know your relationship to his music, and do you think he gets in? And if I'm pronouncing his name, I'm a dick and I apologize. No, Fella, I, I, you know, I only discovered Fella maybe like 10, 12 years ago. Um, and Questlove was a huge part of that, at least for me. I know yeah, and there was, a, there was a compilation called Red Hot in Africa, it might have been called. And it was a bunch of contemporary musicians uh, performing Fella's music. Uh, and now I am embarrassing myself because I don't remember what it was called. Off. Um, yeah. 
Um, but it had a Red Hot and Riot is what it was called. And um, it was uh, a benefit album for AIDS research. A fella, uh, unfortunately, died of uh, AIDS-related uh, complications. And it had just a ton of, of uh, soul musicians and hip-hop musicians, D'Angelo and The Roots and, you know, a, a bunch of other people on that record. And that's how I discovered him. And, um, you know, if you listen to fella's music, you can definitely hear echoes of other types of music, whether it be soul music or funk or dance music, uh, in or disco in his um, in in his uh, you know he it, uh, his music influenced and was influenced by a lot of of those genres. Um, I don't think that there is a precedent for a non English singing or non English speaking artist to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, so I, I this would break the seal for world music, I think. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a possibility because, you know, look, if there's any musician um, from Africa that is well-known, it's going to be Fela. Um, that said, I, I'm on the fence. I'm not totally certain that he gets in. Okay. Al, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, he gets in. All right. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I don't know him at all. I'm not going to try to speak to his music in any way. I just did some more math. And uh, it's 25 years since his death in 1997. Okay. Just makes sense. Just makes sense. Lines up. It's They can literally say it as part of the copy to bringing him into the Hall of Fame. On the 25, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, yeah, I could see it. it writes, it writes itself. So, yeah, I mean, if he belongs in there, he belongs in there. Obviously, he's nominated. He um, definitely is influential in some capacity. Never listened to him, but if it, if not now, then when? He's been dead since 97. He's been eligible for years. Like, let's make it happen. Okay. Your thoughts? Um, Bill, I was going to ask you said that you know this artist because of Questlove. Did Questlove talk about him recently? I think he's uh, Mike. Correct me if I'm wrong. He is champion. He's spun his music. He's championed his music. Yeah, I mean, he's part, definitely like spun his music. Record, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he, um, and he's yeah. a he's an influential on the rock hall board, right? I want yes. To, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've I've never heard of Felicuti, um, but I'm like looking into things, and it sounds really interesting. I I am inclined to think that if somebody who is like not very popular, not a lot of people know, but somebody like Questlove who is really influential in music is like kind of hyping them up and doing something that could be enough to sway. Um, but potentially like we were talking about this earlier, I could see him falling, not in like the main induction, but maybe in yeah. like the influential uh, yeah. kind of area, um, which is kind of like a, I don't know, like, not an official win, but like a respect nod type thing. I I could see him being in that position. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just pull that up so people know what we're talking about. LO Cool J was in that list um, uh, last year. Last year uh, in tw- for the 2021. Sorry, the Rock Hole website is loading a l- fairly slowly, so just bear with me a hot second. Yes, the early influence award. For example, for the 2021 class was Kraftwerk, who in the 2019 um, 
um, podcast we did was we talked about Charlie Patton and Gil Scott Heron. And then there was the Music mm-hmm. Excellence Award, which went to LL Cool J, Billy Preston, and uh, Randy Rhodes, who was Ozzy Osbourne's late guitarist. So there were people there. There's different awards they get in. It's not like an official induction, but they do get some recognition on the award show itself. Um, let's move on to our next uh, nominee. Um, it's the MC five. Uh, I believe this is their fifth nomination. No, this is their sixth nomination. Listen, I know one song by this group. It's kick out the jams. No, it's a no for me. I mean, they, they're, they're influential, like Detroit punk band that, you know, they have the garage sound, but it's a no for me. Like we keep, they keep getting nominated. People like them. Music heads love them, but they're not going to break this, this stacked class in my opinion they might get one of those other awards but it's an it's a no for me dog so uh al mc5 i know you're very um steeped in their catalog what do you think pass okay Uh, pass sorry (laughs) on that one he's he's gonna be like uh yeah he's just gonna pass on a mike uh mc5 it's a no for me dog it i it's funny that cat brought up the uh like sort of the supplementary awards that they give people where it's just like, okay, you're maybe either we accidentally overlooked you or you're not good enough to actually get in, but we're going to kind of grandfather you in anyway. I think MC five gets that maybe not even this year, but soon enough. They get the kiss on the cheek. Yeah. You did good. You did. Oh, you, here's a gold star to check. Yes. Yes, indeed. Cat. Um, I think if one political punk-ish anti-establishment group is going to be inducted, it's going to be Rage and not them. That's just my guess. Let's move on to another punk outfit that is nominated. Uh, This will be their... Hold on one second. This will be their third nomination, and that is the New York Dolls. Um. Of course, uh, David Johansson, their lead singer, would go on to star in such films as Scrooge and uh, christen himself Buster Poindexter. Buster Poindexter. And do the song Hot, 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 which everyone in the world knows. Uh, but that's not the song we're talking about here. We're talking about the New York Dolls. Uh, yes, highly influential, uh, but uh, I see them getting one of those early influencer awards. Like we just mentioned, I don't see them getting the official induction, especially not this year. Uh, Mike, your thoughts on the New York dolls, New York dolls are the only act on this entire list that I don't know one single song by. I could, I I could tell you the same. Do not know a goddamn thing. They've sung. Um, Kat. I first discovered the New York Dolls, because as I mentioned earlier, New Wave Bitch um, was very into the Smiths. Was very into the theme song. New Wave Bitch. She's a New Wave Bitch. No, that's that's Bruce. I'm sorry. You you guys all just you guys all just did it. That's a theme song. Um, So so fun fact about the New York Dolls: um, when they were like just kind of coming up or starting to make waves. Um, a very young lad in England uh, went to one of their shows and then wrote in the lo- local newspaper up, uh, 
local newspaper about them. And that young lad was Morrissey. And uh, Morrissey says that the New York Dolls were single-handedly like the reason of why he became a rock star and why he formed the Smiths and all of that. So we kind of have the New York Dolls to blame for that. But that's why they shouldn't get in there. (laughs) No, I actually think the New York Dolls should. They're kind of like on my number one. I really wish they were already in there because Like, we would not have the Strokes without the New York Dolls. We would not have Green Day without the New York Dolls. We would not have so, like, dudes wearing eyeliner and, like, playing guitars in the early 2000s and being all punk and, but, like, infusing it with a glam. And 80s because It's all because of the New York Dolls. They were so transgressive for the time and... They're like, yeah, we're fucking punk and we're wearing makeup and yeah, we're going to wear women's clothes and who gives a shit? It's fucking cool. And I don't know. I I think the New York Dolls should be in there. And yeah, they kind of, I would argue to a certain point, have become more famous a little bit for who they were as a band as opposed to their music. But that doesn't mean that they weren't an influential group. I mean, we wouldn't have David Bowie without the New York Dolls. like. The the way that they played with gender and sound and everything, I don't know. I think they're awesome. I think they should be in there. But I also recognize that they're not really as popular as a lot of the other groups that we've mentioned. And um yeah, it could be I feel like they they had a window for people to like really give them their time and maybe it passed. But if I was voting, I would vote for the New York Dolls. Let's talk about our next uh nominee, which is just why this is their first time reasons um it's dolly fucking parton um i mean first off national national treasure um let's talk about how she helped fund a a vaccine for covid i mean that alone put her in uh let's talk about her iconic songs i mean you could just point to jolene for, for for that alone uh, you could talk about her acting career. You could talk about uh, how she was in the movie Nine to Five and sang the goddamn theme song Nine to Five, and that became a hit song. You could talk about all her philanthropy. You could talk about she has a fucking theme park. Um, slam dunk. If Eminem doesn't get in, I don't fucking care. If Dolly Parton doesn't get in, and I cannot, I am not going to sit here and say. I am a hardcore Dolly Parton music fan, but she is a she has proven she is a, a saintly woman. Put her the fuck in because she deserves it. A hundred percent slam dunk. She's great. Al, what do you got? How is she not in like, yeah, already? I, so she's been eligible for fifty five years. What? What is that true? How old is Dolly Parton? No, Ageless. she's a Highlander. That can't be a right now. Her first album came out in 1967. So I mean, she'd have been eligible since 1992. So she's oh, been eligible yeah. for 30 years. What is it? Oh, sorry, you have to be 25. In, you have to yeah, be tw- in the music industry for 25 years. Yeah, it 25 years since a- your first record. Yeah. So nineteen. So yeah, math is not. No, so uh, if you if you released a record in the year two thousand, you would not be eligible until twenty twenty five. So from sixty seven, that's nineteen ninety two. She's been nom- She's she. Regardless, uh, she's been eligible. Sorry, let's try that again. For almost a long 30 years. time. 
Okay. R- you rewind. Were, you were just born when she was eligible. Uh, okay. So still a long ass time. All right. Maybe Matt's not my strong suit, clearly. You're but Dolly Parton suit. is like uh, we were talking, uh, was it the last podcast? What were we talking about last podcast? Oh, we were talking about the rock. We were talking about the rock because we were talking about like you you asked the question, is Cena ever going to be as big as the rock? And I said, the rock isn't a human being anymore. The rock is an entity. He is. He's other Oprah. Yeah, he's Oprah. As I said in the podcast, he is that Dolly Parton is that it's so synonymous with like existence rather than just pop culture or music or country music or whatever. She's gone to further lengths than that. I don't know how she's not in already. So yeah, she better be the fuck in for sure. It's Dolly Parton. We're all very angry about her. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm really angry. I think this is the angriest I'll get about any of the artists like ever. It's so weird. Like you're like, how are they not in already? Like Dolly Parton should have been the start of this. That's, yeah, well, you know, it's so weird to me. <laughs> dudes being dudes. And uh, Mike, Dolly Parton, as I take a, take a powder. One sec. Dolly Parton is a fucking queen. Yes. Uh, she is uh, so ridiculously influential. There's a Muppet named after her. Like, What's seriously, the there's a Muppet called Polly Darton. Stop. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, I love uh, it. She is a multi, uh, uh, multi uh, entertainment icon. She wrote I Will Always Love You, the biggest song in like the history of ever. I know. Um, and if you ask, if you were to round he wrote 10 people, that and Jolene in, uh, in the same day, correct? Yes. Yes. Allegedly. 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 And if you were to round 10 people up who say they were music fans and ask them to name one female country music singer, nine of them would say Dolly Parton. Yes. Um, she is an absolute icon. Uh, I don't know that there are a lot of country musicians in, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think Johnny Cash might be. I don't even think Willie's in. Um, but I do think Dolly Parton, I think this year in particular is a slam dunk. I think her and Eminem are the two definitive like artists that are going to get into the hall this year. Well, Kat, your thoughts on Dolly Parton? I mean, legend, just legend for all the reasons that everybody said. uh, She was like when we were tasked with write down the five people who you think will be inducted. I immediately wrote Dolly Eminem. Like <laughs> those are those are the two shoe wins, a hundred percent. Not just for all the reasons that we've said, like so influential with music, like an incredible actress. I mean, stole every scene in Steel Magnolias, which is a movie in oh. which scenes are being oh. stolen constantly. Oh, I, I forgot about Steel Magnolias. Uh, oh, Trudy, she is. I cannot. Yeah, it's it's a sat, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. It's a let's watch Act One and Act Two and bail before Act Three. But yes. I mean, she is a queen. Uh, yes, yes, but more so than anything, I feel like she's one of like the last living, like unproblematic kind of icons. As yeah. far as I know, they're not like I can't. Who, who's out here saying bad stuff about Dolly Parton? Dolly ain't never like, did nothing bad to nobody. No, she's just out there just being sweet and nice and 
I, I mean, you said it, Bill, but literally just like funding like COVID vaccines, like, all right, just give her the fucking thing. Just they should rename it like the Dolly Parton Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Just she's gonna get it. We love her. Like, what an angel. I want to go to Dollywood. I almost did two years ago. And I oh my god. I didn't even go because I do love the theme park. Not gonna lie. Ugh. Love her. It's just, not she's easy. She's great. She released her first single in 1959. That's really? At the age of 13. How, how old is she? 13. She's 70 something. Yeah. God, she looks great. She does. We love her. She looks great. I love you, I Dolly just... Parton. Wait, I mean, look, come on the podcast. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I want, Dolly, on Parton. Pod. I want <laughs> Dolly Parton and Patty LaBelle to be my two moms. Well, oh my God, same. Do you know that Patty LaBelle almost got "I Will Always Love You," <sighs> but Dolly gave it to Whitney Houston instead. I want a Netflix wow. limited series called "My Two Moms," starring Patty LaBelle, Patty LaBelle, and Dolly Parton. And, and you're and you're the kid. That'd be great. Oh my God, Maybe I would love that. I would love to uh-huh. you know that. I watch it. I would watch it every day and twice on Sunday. Uh, no, the kid uh, is it would literally be. It would be you know. Dolly Parton and Patti LaBelle like acting and me just sitting there in tears the whole time. No, it, I, I definitely will watch my two moms. I want it to be a dramedy and the son is John Mulaney. No, I want the son to be Mike. He's, you don't understand. Fine like, with that I too. need that to happen. Yeah. John Mulaney could be your brother. That'd be fine. All right, that's uh, fine. I like John Mulaney. Hey, who doesn't? Uh, well, there are certain people. Uh, so let's go with her next nominee, which uh, is rage against the machine. Of course, uh, this will be, I believe, their third. Uh, this is the fourth nomination for Rage Against the Machine, which automatically to me means it's a that's a no. I don't see them getting it. Uh, I think I listen, I, I, I have a lot, I like Rage Against the Machine a lot. Uh, sometimes they're a bit much, but I like them a lot, and I think they should be in, but I just feel like there's still this odd stigma of two and twofold stigma of like, well, they're hard rock, which strike one strike two is like, they're super political in a way that we don't like strike two. So I think that they're not going to get in Um, super influential band, crazy popular. I mean, their tour is, you know, they're going to tour again this year. I think that tour is finally starting up with run the jewels. That's going to be one of the big concerts of this year so uh you know into next year so as much as i'd love to see them in i don't think rage gets in this year um ow rage against the machine are they getting in they should but i think the thing that would make them actually get in quicker would be to come out with new music like you're you guys are back together you're touring again Put out new music. I think that would really push it over the edge because it's. I just double check because I am a, a Rage fan, but I had to double check. Have they really not put an album out since Renegades in two thousand? That's twenty two years ago. Yeah, insane. They haven't put, they haven't put out anything. insane. They've done everything but become a band and again in or tour. I mean, Zach yeah, did uh, had some solo stuff and some guest spots. Obviously, he never even had a debut solo record yet. No, he's he, only just put out singles. Uh, he had something like something. and guest features like he's done stuff to run the jewels as mentioned and but like all came a lion or something with the lion and, and then of course tom morell and the band did audio slave 
Uh, Tom Morello's done his own thing. Audio Slave. But yeah, but again, we're talking about Rage, right? And like four albums, like super influential of the time and said something and meant something to so many people. Like they are super influential. And I think you can make the case of like influence alone and musicality alone would probably get them in. Just being like political, like very, not political, but like obviously, political, but like just very polarizing figures too. Like that's just like, like kind of, very of the time um and the music still resonates and can be used as as you know fight songs or political songs or whatever you want to whatever you want to categorize them as them at but i think what really would put them over the edge is that uh longevity with still creating and still fighting right and not just these little side projects but together because they obviously still all have the talent to do so just maybe they just don't want to I don't know, I guess ruin the, the legacy of what they had with, you know, music that might be subpar to and comparatively to those first four albums. So I think well, that would put them in quicker, but it's kind of one of those that they probably deserve to be in. I like them a lot. And there's Prophets of Rage too. Of course, that happened as well. Yeah, right? but again, that's not the whole band. It's just another spinoff. Yeah, Chuck D. The super group. Cat, uh, thoughts on Rage? Do they get in? Here's my controversial opinion. I think they will get in this year. Oh. And here's why. This tour that they've had, it was supposed to be in 2020, then 2021, and 2022. It's not a member schedule. It's happening. At this point, I think people will vote them in just so they have to be in the same room and perform. And then uh-huh. everyone can celebrate. I think that. I genuinely do. <sighs> also, good, good. I don't think I've gone like three months of my life without hearing something about Tom Morello doing something. Yeah. I think that people are always talking about them. I actually think that they will be inducted because they're political. Um, I think, I think that's kind of a reason people would choose them. And also of, of the five like nominees or people who are going to be chosen rage is, I think the, most likely to be chosen who's actually a rock group and i think there's going to be at least one rock group and it's going to be rage i can totally be reason. wrong yeah but i i don't know i think it's i think it's going to happen just because people want to see them perform at this point <laughs> i could definitely see it um mike those are super valid points um i do think that as much as I think the uh, mission of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not congruent, congruent with what many people think rock music is, I do think that uh, it would make sense to have a quote-unquote rock group uh, among the other inductees, all the rest of whom are not going to be, I guess, well, we'll go over that list later. Um, so I think... I think Rage Against the Machine might sneak in. That said, uh, and also because Tom Morello is so well-loved by his peers. That said, Soundgarden's not in. Smashing Pumpkins aren't in. Living Color's not in. Nope. Cypress Hill's not in. Nope. Has Cypress Hill nominated? Nope. Didn't think so. Take those four bands, put them together. You got Rage Against the Machine. Pearl Jam's in, right? Yeah, Pearl Jam's in. Yeah, mm-hmm. her first ballot. Um, Allison Chains isn't in. 
Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Alice in Chains also was just kind of a flicker. I mean, Lane Staley died. I mean, it, it I mean, feels MC, like if MC5 can get nine. right, right. Um, personally, I while I love most of Rage Against the Machine's politics, I do not like their music. I think sure. Zach uh, has a, a his voice makes like the ha- hair on my ears stand on end. On your ears, wow. <laughs> um, but you know, again, I respect them for what they stood for. Uh, I liked it a lot more when it was uh, five years before that, and they called it Public Enemy. But um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. that's the name of the Public Enemy tattoo. <laughs> right? Mike yeah, exactly. Drop, dropped the mic. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, I think they sneak in. All right, let's move. Uh, listen, we could be here all night long and talk about the next guy. That's Lionel Richie. <laughs> Yeah, hey, listen, the jokes write themselves because they do. I think he is I think he is a slam dunk. I mean, he's fucking Lionel Richie. He's not only just done it as a solo artist, he did it with the Commodores. So, I mean, he's he's got a career that's that is wildly successful over two different groups, one being a solo group uh, himself. Um, also highly relevant in today's society, being on American Idol as relevant American Idol. as American Idol can be these days. But all night long is just as an all is another all timer. It's just that is that is a wedding staple. That is a life staple. That is cat dancing on this podcast staple. Like <laughs> he's, he's great. He's going to get in. Um, yeah. No two ways about it for me. He's 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 a lock cat. Uh, Lionel Richie. Is he a lock to get in? We stand Lionel Richie in this house. <laughs> my my parents' wedding song was uh, Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. Um, Endless love. Endless love that to this day, my mother will hear the first two notes of and burst into tears and say, it's our song. And she gets so emotional. I've seen Lionel Richie live twice and both times, especially the second time, which was at the Hollywood Bowl just before the pandemic. I have never seen so many horny boomers in my life, like having a blast, truly, truly having a blast. Uh, So many horny boomers. When he started playing Dancing on the Ceiling, I thought the earth was shaking, like, (laughs) <laughs> People lost their shit. We stand Lionel Richie. He horny boomers it. and their horny bloomers. Oh, yes. And, and he even commented on it. He's like, I get the ladies all ready so you can take them home tonight, gentlemen. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Like, it was the whole night was so horny. It was a lot going on. <laughs> Would you say all night long? All <laughs> night long. Oh, Lord. Oh Jesus Christ! I know. Al Lionel is he in? Hell yeah! It's Lionel Richie again, man. It's just like a kind of a staple. It's just it's just like an icon of of, of music. Um, yeah, why not? He should be. Is, is this first ballot for him? Is this first time? Yeah, that's the that's mm-hmm. the dumb thing. This is his first time being nominated. That's weird. Yeah, he should be in. Uh, my closest out of it's like they're it's like they're forget. It's like they're like wait. I think they're like doing what we're doing. Like they're not in. Yeah, of course, nominate them. Like that's <laughs> like that's how they must be acting because a couple of these are just weird. They don't. They don't seem the most organized of cats. No. Uh, I I fucking love Lionel Richie. I got uh, I, I I love Lionel Richie dearly. I don't think he gets in. I think what? Lionel Richie is seen as too too pop. 
um, to sure. easy listening to, uh, you know, again, like you think of his contemporaries, Phil Collins, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. George what? Michael, George Michael, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Mariah yeah. Carey, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, so I think Lionel Richie is just kind of seen as too, like, I think his music might be a little too pansy to get into the, uh, you know, or apparent, appear to be too pansy to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, there was right? nothing pansy about those horny ass horny boomers. horny boomers and their horny boomers. I'm telling you, from what I've heard from this conversation, Lionel Richie's music fucks literally and figuratively. I mean, like, come on, everyone's getting pregnant in this room. No, not in this room, but you know, wherever in the world. Uh, let's talk Phil about Collins. I can't believe Phil Collins is not in there, guys. What? Wait, is he not part of? He's Genesis? in as a member of Genesis, but, but no, I, Peter Gabriel's in as a solo artist. Yeah, he is. And that wasn't that long ago either. Yeah, I think it was 2018 or 2019. Yeah, uh, I know. Listen, No Jackets Required was often played ad nauseum in Doris Bodkin's <laughs> Nissan Maxima Station Wagon. Uh, Susudio is the soundtrack for my childhood. Oh, um, my cat's named after him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know, Phil. The, the cat, cat named Phil Collins? My, no. His name is Phil. Yes, Love Phil. it. But I also have a friend whose dog is named Collins. Amazing. And it is also named after Phil Collins. <laughs> ah, damn it. Phil Collins should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just for his contribution to the Tarzan soundtrack because <laughs> it's incredible. They're like, Phil, can you like put together a, like just, you know, just a couple songs for the Tarzan? And he went so fucking hard. The drums on that. Do you nice. follow that dude on TikTok who does that? Like he just bursts Shut into the room. He bursts into the room and he's like, hey, you know. Uh, we need a, a a theme song for this uh, James Bond video game, but don't make it like the greatest thing ever, okay? And then it just cuts to him doing the actual song and like producing oh, it. I just, I mean, I'll just send that to guide you. It's amazing. That that is a great song. But anyway, that sentence. Bill. Do you follow this guy on TikTok? Made me want to vomit. So uh-huh. let's move on to the next. Who were the New York Dolls? <laughs> no, that's fine. You say stuff about TikTok. So you want to kill myself? I'm um, saying that I'm younger. Yeah, I know. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the next nominee, Carly Simon. Uh, Mike, I, I uh, again was going to say, "Oh, this is a slam dunk," and then you gave me that whole Phil, uh, Lionel Richie, Phil Collins thing. And I'm like, "Fuck, he's making me question everything I know about myself and my tastes." Uh, but. Carly Simon is an iconic singer-songwriter from the 70s, man, She and beyond, and she's influenced, like, everyone. So I can't not see her getting in. She is, like, we've used the word icon. Well, you know, we got past a lot of people who were nominated and were like, oh, we don't really know their music, too. Right. This, is, this is the heavyweight contenders part, uh, these last few artists. I uh, Yeah, I think Carly Simon's in. Um, I You know, I think, I mean, if... Lionel Richie doesn't get in. I still think Carly Simon will get in. Cat, uh, Carly Simon, is she in? We stand Carly Simon. My only, <laughs> my only. This one. There's a lot of people to stand. The only, except the guy we, who had the song stand. We don't. We ironically, don't. the guy who came up with stand, we do not. Stand. We do not stand him. Nope. We do not stand him, but pretty much everyone else we stand. Um, the only reason I hesitate with saying yes. Carly Simon is an instant shoe in is because have people been talking about Carly Simon recently? 
That's a good point. No, I don't. I don't feel like it. Um, that being said, when I saw her on this list, immediately I was like, "Oh, I'm shocked that she's not already in there." This is her first nomination. <sighs> she must be like in like the songwriters like Hall of Fame. Like I'm she, sure she is. Yeah, sure yeah. It's. Um, I mean when an icon i just think of my mom listening to like carly simon in the car and like getting all revved up like <laughs> that's who revs my mom up for reference that and Lionel richie um yeah i mean we love carly but i don't know it's it's a question mark for me because i don't know how like relevant she is right now or people talking about her right now like i haven't heard people talk about carly simon in the last few years and sometimes i really feel like it's like who is at the mm. forefront of people's brains. Al, Carly Simon. Yeah. I just, again, it just seems weird that I guess she's not in it yet. She's super influential. Um, yeah. Uh, there's not, not much to say. I'm not like I'm a huge fan or whatever, but I just know of her music and know that she uh, probably deserves it. Maybe, maybe not this time around, but definitely soon. But I mean, they got to start letting some women in eventually, right? So uh, you'd think, come on, you'd think, you'd uh, think. So I think, it's, yeah, I mean, just you start probably some... think this song is about you. Mm. Al, is, <laughs> Don't you? Al is so vain. Didn't someone just cover your so vain not that recently? I thought maybe I'm just full of shit. Well, that often happens. Uh, Mike it feels like a song like Taylor Swift would cover, but. Oh, yeah, 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 probably not. Yeah, no, she just has 10 minute songs about Jake Jalen, also. Which, oh, yeah. by Lord the way, mercy. that is a song, and I don't mean I actually like um, Mike, take us home on Carly Simon. I do not think Carly Simon gets in this year. I think if she doesn't get in this year, she'll probably get in next year. Um, I think she should be in. Uh, she, you know, in terms of uh, female singer songwriters in the 70s. Um, it was kind of Joni Mitchell, then Linda Ronstadt, then Carol King, then Carly Simon, uh, and the first three are all in. Um, so I, uh, I think she's next in line. Um, again, this year is so stacked. I know. Um, it, I feel like there will be, I mean, I have three women artists getting in. Uh, she is not one of them. Okay. I was just, everyone went to the list of yeah. there. We're like, hold on, only do we each over here. I have at least, I have three or four. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, Carly, that's going to be when we're going to get down to our, our final segment, which we'll just, we're just reading off our list. Uh, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to kick it to you first uh, on this next. Oh, oh hey. It's- I got that. Thank you. It's uh, one of Mike. Uh, who, I mean, if you know Mike, you know he loves this this group, a tribe called Quest. Of course, if you've never heard of a tribe called Quest before, hey, guess what? Just just broaden your horizons. They're yeah, go listen to some tribe called Quest. Yeah, love I mean, tribe called Quest. Yeah, go uh, I not much to say beyond the fact that I love tribe called Quest. They're not getting in this year. No, I agree. I mean, you know, if anyone's like, I don't know Tribe, well, if you know Q-Tip, he was in Tribe. Uh, they've done stuff with the Beastie Boys. I mean, highly influential 90s hip-hop, early 90s hip-hop group, maybe even late 80s. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. Uh, I think their first album came out in 1990. Okay. Um, Low End Theory, 
one of their uh one of their records what was their other big record mike i mean low in theory is the most well known uh midnight marauders came out after that which is a huge they're huge album and they came back after like a 15 year absence and released what i think was the best album released that year uh 2016 um after one of their members five dog passed away um so uh you know i i think they deserve to be in i think there are some rap artists that are not in that should probably get in before them. Eminem ain't one of them. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think this year they're going to miss the cut. Yeah. And when I said kick it, can I kick it? One of their most. Iconic. Yes. Yes. I, I, I knew that. No, I, for uh, everyone who didn't get the joke at home. Um, and cat uh, uh, tribe Gold quest. Do they have a chance to get into the rock hall this year? So I actually have them in my last slot as getting in this year. And simply it's because I am not somebody who is super well-versed in hip hop. And I know how influential A Tribe Called Quest is. Like my knowledge of this area is very low. And even I know kind of like what they have done. Also just kind of taking like a step back, like a macro view of all of this, there are not that many people of color on the nominee list. And I think of the people of color that are there, I'm inclined to think that a tribe called Quest is going to be the one to choose. That's just me. I could totally be wrong for the reasons that were just stated, but I don't know. I feel like they need to be in there for just for how they completely changed rap, hip hop, everything. Like that's that's kind of my perspective. Al, uh Tribe Called Quest. How familiar are how familiar are you with them? And, yeah, I'm not trying, man. I'm trying. It's a tongue twister. It's been a day. I'm um, moderately familiar with them, but it's like a it's another one of those. If not now, then when? Right. So influential. Um, just like regarded as one of the great, like one of the greats. Right. Like if not now, then when? When are you gonna? Why are you gonna wait for someone, another band member to die? Like it's it's fucked up. But at the I mean, it won't time, be the first time that it's happened. It, literally, yeah. Literally. I mean, so Ella, I mean, LL Cool J is like we said, didn't get in, but he got like a, you know, he got a cookie mm-hmm. award. He got the kiss on the cheek. He didn't get in, and you're telling me LL Cool J can't get in? Which is crazy to me because if the first solo rapper that should have been inducted was LL Cool J. Period. You talked about this a lot, Mike. You yeah. and I, and and throughout, Cat, you've been on this conversation. Why he's not in it, yeah. it makes no sense unless you're just people just think of him as television guy, you know. Well, can you I think like, that's part of it. Is he too in your face? Like, do you put do you like do you honor someone who is still very much in the limelight, right? And and I think they've done it in the past, and then the other people they've avoided, like Lionel Richie not being in is weird yeah. because he's been weird. such an influential part of music for so long, but he's also. Uh, you know, American Idol judge. Like he's still here. He's still like active and like being very active. He's not like old and withered and like he's still making to... people horny. Come on, exactly. Like about to kick the bucket and they're like, we need to honor this man before he is is no longer with us, right? But you know what? In a really weird way, I actually think this is going to sound contradictory to everything I've said earlier, but mm-hmm. I actually think that Lionel Richie being a judge on American Idol kind of 
hurts him a little. I'm saying saying the same thing too. I'm saying that he's he's so in our face now. I think that is why you can make the argument that he doesn't need to be in the rock and roll hall of fame yet because he's still here. He's still chilling. He's still being super active. And we're like, I feel like they, they honor or they try to honor the people who are just like, on their last leg or have haven't made music in 20 years or haven't been real like you know what i mean that is not always true they inducted the foo fighters right i know yeah, they, year. last year I they know, inducted the foo fighters and jay-z it's true yeah i mean great I great year by the way or not both pr- pretty relevant guys yes <laughs> sure <laughs> I just bust your balls i mean it's just no a little bit i, I mean yes oh, a lot of they're people. not i don't think I think one of them is at the height of still at the height of their career, and one isn't. And I, well, love I, mean, I think Jay-Z. in both cases, and I love Jay Z. Oh, in both cases, the, their best years are behind them. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Actually, I really love the new still... Food Fighters record, but I also love the, the latest Jay Z record too. Except the the one he did with Beyonce, I could kind of pass that, and I've only listened to it once. But four forty four is really good. Um, Everyone's sorry, like, we didn't listen. Sorry, I, what I was trying to say was it's this weird like middle ground that's odd i think i think i think you don't need lionel richie in yet because he's so prevalent still but i think you need tribe called quest in asap if not now then when it's just weird i don't know i can't explain it it's a also it doesn't make sense i'm gonna start i'm gonna go back to the (laughs) beginning of my argument none of this makes sense sense. it doesn't it doesn't it's like let's move on to our final nominee who is one of the great twitter followers of all time (laughs) everyone's aunt if 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 dolly parton and patty labelle are mike's moms then certainly dion warwick is his aunt and she is the yes. aunt of all of us. Yes. So uh, to me, I mean, this woman has had so many hits. Also, I believe her acceptance speech will be absolutely phenomenal. I just feel like she is just going to be gracious, but also light people up at the same time. I feel like she will, she will hold, she will very nicely Hold, pull no punches. Um, and it'll just be great. But I think like Dionne Warwick should be in. Uh, could I see them passing her over? Yeah, but I also think that's stupid. Uh, so I'm just going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Dionne Warwick is in. I've said yes on a lot of the most recent ones. I, I know I'm like a broken record here, guys. But I think uh, the great Twitter follow of the last five years is definitely going to be in. Cat, uh, Dionne Warwick, she in? I want her to be, but... I, th- I think I chose her last year or last time and they didn't pick her. And I was so mad. So I don't know. This is, this is her uh, second time around. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she, she's just like an icon. Like if, if Dion Warwick is walking down the street, I would get off the sidewalk so she can walk. And I like, wouldn't look in her eye. Cause I feel like she wouldn't like that. Like <laughs> she's just so great. Some takes on this <laughs> podcast, man. <laughs> I love it. But she didn't get in last year. So so I don't know if that means like now for sure it'll be this year or I don't know. I don't know. Ow. It's like it's it's oh, fucked sorry. up, but I I'm so sorry. Last thing. I feel like it's fucked up, but usually when it comes to these things, there's only so many spots for women. Yeah. And I feel like with Dolly, 
I don't know. I think I'm delusional about Kate Bush getting in. I, I don't know. Listen, you got, I, would, you got, I would love to have her, but um, there, yeah. there, there's a set number. What's the, what's the amount? What's the most they'll do? Seven, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's yeah. between five and seven. Yeah. Oh it, my yeah. God. It vastly, for sure. It vastly for sure. years. If it's going to be two women, which is, you know, a failure in itself, but if it's going to be, let's say it's just two, it's Dolly and, and Dion. You got to think about age, right? Kate Bush has some time. We hope. Right. I would listen. I hope for, I hope I have time, but I'm just saying like, it it just, just, it just, I don't know. She's an icon for Twitter alone. (laughs) Or Twitter Twitter alone. alone. Oh yeah. But like music, musically, obviously. Um, Part of me almost because of her Twitter. I almost, if she doesn't get in, I bet you she's going to have some real sick burns. Um, So I'm like, part of me is like roasted. I mean, part of me here for that. (laughs) <laughs> like part of me is like, oh, that's going to be really good, though, <laughs> for my if, if they induct if they induct as many women as they did last year, which 50 percent of the inductees were women. I know, like I almost passed out when I saw it. If that happens again, Dion's in for sure. I just tend to think that probably they'll pick one or two women. Right. But, but I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Mike, take us home. Uh, I think Dion gets in. I think, um, A, she is the only person that sang on That's What Friends Are For who is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it was her fucking record. Yes, it was. Uh, her cousin, Whitney Houston, is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already. Yeah. Um, so there's already a family lineage uh, going there. And, you know, to points that were made earlier, person of color is definitely going to get nominated or inducted. And I think Dion has the best chance. And a black woman at that, yeah. Um, so I, I, I think Dion gets in this year and on merit. I mean, Dion had hits in the sixties, seventies and eighties, um, was, you know, a, a, nice. probably a bigger, a bigger pop star than she was an R and B star. Um, you know, if it wasn't for her, Burt Bacharach wouldn't be as, as popular as he is because he wrote all of, of the songs that she had hits with in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, just constant elegance and class, um and uh yeah i mean i think she gets it didn't she also do a psychic hotline at one point she did she was the host of the psychic friends network for uh first in time in the 90s her and Cher and latoya jackson I mean, good I, for her I mean, for I her. mean what more do we have to give to you people come on all right also, guys. she is from new jersey though she is from oh, newark i believe yeah really if dion's getting in if she's psychic she already knows <laughs> That's why she's been tweeting so much in 2022. God damn it. All right. So let's, okay. We've talked a lot, guys. Let's everyone look over their, their final lists uh, for their five that they, they think that are going to get in. And their one that is close to their heart that they would love to see get in. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. Well, I mean, that is a problem. Uh, how much you've been drinking tonight? Uh, not as much as me. Yeah. Uh, so let me, I'll start it off. So everyone can do their final tallies. My definitive five, the ones I am going to put my stamp on to saying, yes, they're going to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are as followed. And yes, this list has altered a little bit from stuff I've already said. My two slam dunks, lock it up, Eminem, Dolly Parton. After that, I'm going Lionel Richie. I'm going Dionne Warwick. And the band I kept going back and forth with a few bands, it's going to be Duran Duran. 
Mm. The one close to my heart that I would love to see get in is Judas Priest. I would love to see Priest get in. Not the MC5, Bill? Dude, I love Kick Out the Jams and how Monster Magnet covered it. A band that will never see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, unfortunately. uh, From Red Bank, New Jersey. And uh, listen, uh, Judas Priest, Halford alone and everything. His voice alone is one of the, the greatest voices in metal ever um what he's stood for and what he does is amazing the band is great they have iconic hits that are still uh, cult that are still listened to to this day priest is still a relevant vibrant touring band i mean they did an arena tour not you know pre-covid they were playing the prudential center which only you know was like ten thousand people or something like that and that's priest and then a lot of their contemporaries can't say that um and the fact Halford can still go at 70 years old is is wild and they've been doing it for decades upon decades and are considered the standard bearer for metal so i am going to say yeah priest is my that's my heart pick but my uh i'm going my top five are eminem dolly parton dion warwick duran duran lionel richie so al your definitive five and the one you're picking with your heart okay so i'm gonna do the same as you with the locks which is dolly and eminem i think those are the two locks I think the why is this person already in the rock hall? They are so young award is going to go to Beck. Um, just, I think, I think everyone is going to, it, it, I would normally with my heart of heart say it would be Eminem, but it's not because it's just a lock Eminem. Whereas Beck is like, Oh, okay. He should be in, but it seems a little early. Um, and then I want to see tribe in there. And I think fella, just because I don't, I've never heard of him before. And there's always the, I've never heard of you before award um, of musician. I've never heard of ever. And again, it just lines up 25 years since his death. It makes for a good story. Um, Who I want to see. One pick. It's a toss up. So I'm going to say one, I'm going to say one. I'm just saying it is a toss up for me. I want to see rage selfishly. As, as Kat already said, we want to see them perform. However, I want to see if that's inspiration for them to say, is this it? Do we have anything left in us? Can we do more outside of touring? Maybe we'll inspire them. Um, but wouldn't mind uh, Judas or Dren. Kat, who is your uh, definitive five and the pick from the heart? Ugh, I've rewritten this list five times for sure for sure dolly and eminem and i think rage against the machine i do um for the reasons i said previously and i also think a tribe called quest i think it could happen i believe in them and the last slot i think it will be a toss-up between lionel richie and dion warwick I can't see a world in which they both get in, but I think maybe one of them will. You guys convinced me with Dion, but I got my hope up, hopes up last year, so I didn't want to do it again. Um, who I want in my heart of hearts, New York Dolls, how are they not in there? One of the most influential groups ever, but also Duran Duran because we stand Simon Le Bon and we love Duran Duran. Mike, you're our esteemed guest of honor. Please do us the pleasure of giving us your definitive five and your pick from the heart. So the five I think that are going to get in this year are Pat Benatar, uh, Duran Duran, uh, Eminem, Dionne Warwick, and Dolly Parton. 
I think Eminem and Dolly are as locked in as you could possibly lock anything in, in this world. Um, but I do think that uh, it's going to be woman heavy this year. Um, I think Pat Benatar has waited long enough. Uh, and um, yeah, I think those are going to be the five. And as for, uh, you know, in my heart, I would love to have a Tribe Call Quest in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, certainly, I mean, if we could just remove Eminem from the equation, can Eminem, like, can some, I, whatever, it's going to happen. It, it is what it, it is. It, it. it is what it is. If Eminem could do something like nice and just be like, hey, look, I realize that I'm eligible or whatever, but here is a list of rap artists that belong in before me and just put like Salt and Pepper, Outcast, Nas, The Roots. Uh, you know, on, on that list, Rakim. And I would be a happy man if he did that. But that's not going to happen. He's going to get in, and uh, it is what it is. But Tribe should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, I've been wanting to do this podcast for since we started, and I'm so glad we got to do this. Mike, I'm so happy we got to get you on this podcast. I've been trying to figure out a podcast to get you on, and then when you texted me out of the blue, he's like, let's do a Rock Hall podcast. I'm like, that's it. Also, we had an we had a spot open on the podcast. I'm like, yes, this is how we get yes. done. So I'm so happy you were able to do it. Uh, Thank you for having me. Of course, man. So let's plug all our socials. Al, as always, uh, tell people your very uh, easy um, social media that our people can find you. You can find me at Al Manorino, which is my name. You can find the spelling of it on the description of the podcast, hopefully. Um, hit my phone. Sorry. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Al Manorino. And then uh, you can see my photos of Casey Musgraves, King Princess, and Muna at the Wells Fargo Center on the poprate.com and my review. Um, hopefully have some stuff upcoming. Uh, March is already looking like a crazy month in terms of uh, my life. So I'm excited to get back into a lot of music photography. I'm also doing stuff for NJ.com. I just shot, uh, as Bill mentioned earlier in the podcast or before. No, I mentioned not it. on the podcast. You did? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. It's a long, it's been a long, uh, not really that. Actually, it's been a pretty quick episode, comparatively. Um, Lucy Dacus uh, on NJ.com. You can see my photo. She is laying on a couch, her entire set, which was a new one for me. And uh, she was still great. So you can check that out. And uh, Waxahachie, uh, yep. I think that's how you say that. Yeah, Waxahachie. I also uh, took photos of her and her band at the Asbury Lanes for NJ.com as well. Got some more stuff upcoming with them and uh, some more for the pop break, especially especially when it gets more into the summer because we're going to yes, have a lot of stuff. Oh, Mike loves Mike loves a good short season. That's yes, I do. That's a story for our other podcast. Yes, uh, indeed. Cat, uh, where can you went back to a show recently? We talked about where can people find you online if you want them to find you online? On Instagram, you could find me at Cat Goes to Shows. That's Cat with a K. Um, hopefully, there will be more new content there because concerts are here. And I looked at my concert calendar, realized and realized that um, May of this year is going to be a real shit show. I got a lot of tickets in May and we're going to all of them, folks. Oh, um, like some festivals yeah, we're going to be talking about. Yes. Yes. Please. Uh, Golden Voice Media would really love approvals. Anyway. Um, yeah. You can also find me on Letterboxd uh, at cat underscore wild 
cat with a K, wild with an E at the end. My good buddy, Mike, plug all your stuff. Tell us about your radio show. Tell us about your podcast. Tell us about your charity. Let everyone know where you are. All right. So I am on Instagram at uh, Detox Pod Guy. Um, You can also find me on Twitter at Tiz Mike Joseph. Uh, I host or co-host three different podcasts. Um, One, the main one is Detoxicity, which is where I talk about uh, just kind of evolution uh, and and mental health and wellness. Um, You can find that on every podcast provider you can think of. I also co-host a podcast with my friends, uh, Jeff and Jason, called FM to MTV, uh, where we talk about uh, yeah, no worries. Where we talk about music from the '80s, uh, the time period in which we grew up, and we actually did do a Lionel Richie episode a while back. So there's that. Um, occasionally, I pop into a podcast called Life on the Swing Set, which is about naughty stuff uh, and alternative relationships. And uh, you can find that uh, wherever you enjoy podcasts. Uh, I host a radio show called The Vibe from Mike's House, which is on Radio Free Brooklyn every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Um, and I am forgetting stuff. I host Music Trivia on Zoom every other Thursday. You can find Music Trivia with Shane and Mike on Facebook. And there's probably other stuff, but I don't want this entire podcast to just be about shit that I do. Yeah, I also follow Mike on Twitter. You do a lot of, uh, where you break down a lot of uh, billboard charts of uh, yeah. various years. I, it's, it's I listen crazy. to old episodes of American Top 40 and I live tweet them basically. It's a, it's a it's a hell of a musical education. I will tell you that I learn something every Saturday and or Sunday when you do it. Um, as for me, if you must follow me on Twitter, I am at Bodkin Writes. I am going to be a very busy human being. This podcast, of course, drops today, Friday, on all your favorite platforms. Last week, I dropped the second episode of Bill versus the MCU, which is my journey rewatching or slash watching for the first time movies in the MCU with pop. Pop Break podcast editor Alex Marcus. Also, this week you can find on Pop Break TV, you can find the monthly TV break uh, podcast for myself, Alex, and Josh Sarnecki. We talked about the Ben Stiller series Severance, which is airing on Apple TV Plus. And if you missed it uh, yesterday, I was live on the Bob Culture podcast. Uh, my big return, which they made a hype video for, for some goddamn reason, um, to uh, talk about all elite wrestling revolution. Uh, I did that with a whole bunch of good people. Uh, and I also have a little review of the re- revival of law and order on the pop spoilers. That shows a piece of shit. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. That's a pass for me. <laughs> yeah. Just read my review. Uh, it's great. I don't think or, I need to now. No, that was a good review. It, 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 the title's great. One of my favorites. Uh, but yes, follow uh, the pop every single day. We're talking movies, music, uh, uh, television, anime, pro wrestling, comic books, all sorts of great stuff. Follow all our plat- all our podcast platforms on Apple, Spotify, Google and Anchor podcasts. That includes Socially Distance, uh, Pop Break TV, The Breakcast and the winner still is. And of course, um, soon to be populating our uh, and the way too early Oscar pod, the way too early Oscar podcast, which uh, Matt and Marissa are going to be breaking down everything happening with all the nominees and nominations. Uh, so yeah, follow us on Twitter at the pop break on Instagram at the pop break. So for Mike, Al and Kat, this is Bill Bodkin saying thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll give a little update uh, on uh, when the nominee, <laughs> when the actual nominee, when it actually comes See how in. badly we whiffed. Oh, yeah, because we whiffed bad a few years ago. But don't How did Devo take all seven spots? Right? Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week.